You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. The NFL is in full swing. It's about time we do our thing. No time for dunks and finger rolls, dropping pucks and scoring goals, home runs and strikeouts are for summer. Tight spirals flying all around, touchdowns abound. Let's talk some football, crushing beers and throwing fits. Let's talk some shit. It's the Big Sports Cast. Call 708-316-8822-U-Baba-Dicks. Welcome, everybody, to the Binge Sportscast. It is week nine, Tim. Is that week nine? Nine? Eight? Nine? We are recapping week nine. Yes, (laughs) week nine. I can't keep track of it anymore. Uh, here we go. Monday night football, another snooze fest, but we're here. We had lots happen this past week. TM lots of ups and downs. We have two in-game reports, one in Detroit, one in New York, New Jersey. What, what have you? Um, and tons of college football, huge college football Saturday. Amazing. Amazing. So much, so much, so many things to text. And uh, I just I then sat back and we're watching this again and wondering why we love the NFL so much. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm already, I I know I don't love the NFL. That's for sure. Uh, we uh, crowned a new World Series champ. Congratulations, Houston! I don't know why I'm clapping. I don't really care. But at least uh, I know couches were set on fire or cities destroyed. At least as far as I know. <laughs> Did you just take a jab at the losing city? I uh, might have, just a little bit. Uh, poor Philly. Hey, man, you can't uh, you can't just do nothing for four games and expect to win. Sorry, I can't believe they I mean, got, they no, got hit. no hit. I mean, that's it. somebody. <laughs> so my wife was asking. She's like, "Why? Like, is that like a big deal? Like, as like a full team no hitter, right?" And I was like, "I mean, it, it's a it's a big deal. Yes, you don't see it very often because." I mean, there's no reason typically to take your starting pitcher out, but they did the right thing. Yeah, well, you just see it more. It's more that is a more, um, <clears throat> excuse me, modern no hitter. I would say, you know, just I mean, the Mets did it in the regular season, but it's more. It's more like it's just such a bad negative on the Phillies. It's like, wow, you couldn't muster up one hit in a in a World Series game at home. Like that's just brutal. Brutal. Was it three? Was it three or four? Four pitchers? Three pitchers? Whatever it was is, uh, yeah. You, I mean, the fact that you just can't do nothing, do nothing. That was, I mean, and I think you texted me. You're like, that's it. I mean, that it was over last night or whatever you said. I'm like, yeah. No, I I texted you after game five. I said, I said this series is over. Yeah, I mean, Philly had to go back three two, and everyone's like, well, the Nats went back to Houston down three two, and I'm like. Yeah, but the Nats didn't get no hit at home. And the Nats, I guess, kind of had better pitching. I don't know. I don't care. It's over. I'm glad. As much as I kind of wanted Philly to win, just because I kind of can't stand Houston, at least the NLE's team didn't win. 
And really, thank God the Braves didn't win. So <laughs> that's that's pretty much my take on the playoffs. Thank God Atlanta didn't win. Well, with that, TM, I mean, something did come back on the sports docket today. You know what that was? Well, before you say that, I will just say what, what – MLB free agency has begun, and the Mets oh, resigned their closer, Edwin Diaz, so I'm pretty psyched about that. I okay, that. anyway, yeah, good start. And we're heavily pursuing Trey Turner, too, which would just be a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. So, uh, no, what did what's today? Oh, of course, college basketball. Even though this is yes college basketball it's a full slate of games I'll on tonight you, if you saw it. the way i was just getting down to that song i you might kick me off this show i think i would have embarrassed the podcast for years to come but i was into that sounder right there Oh, boy, I'm not ready for college basketball, dude. Uh, after all this time, I'm finally getting a grip on being able to somewhat follow all of the FBS teams, like every conference. Yes. And I can't I can't now turn and do it two separate sports at once. I need, I need to wait till New Year's <laughs> for college basketball, no, I think. Absolutely right. I mean, it's just like... It's a uh, lot. It's like the NBA, right? The NBA does, season doesn't really start until Christmas, and yeah, college basketball... You know, you get a few Thanksgiving tournaments, right? You get some big matchups. Yep. But even those are yep. bullshit half the time. You know, teams that are Yeah, like they play five. in Hawaii or at the Garden and the, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There is not going to be good. Yeah, the ranking system with college basketball is more of a waste of time than it is in football because it's just like you just play too many. You play so many more games. You're, you're going to have a, like ten number ones throughout the year. And now, is Gonzaga preseason, or did they give it to you? Is it right they gave it to UNC? You know, you're 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 asking me questions that I'm not prepared person. for. <laughs> I think I saw UNC as the num- when I saw it because I just imagined Chad C with his hand down his pants, like just fucking oh, really God. excited. Let's see, Duke is seven. Yeah, UNC won Gonzaga too, so I guess that's noteworthy. The Zags are not one. I can't remember the last time that was a situation. Houston three, Kentucky yeah. four, Baylor, Kansas, Duke, UCLA, Creighton, Arkansas. A lot of the, I mean, usual suspects. Villanova's down at sixteen. Yeah, Indiana's Indiana the top, in there. Uh, mm-hmm. top is that the top Big Ten, Ten team? team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else is Ohio State, Michigan, <clears throat> Michigan State are all down. Michigan's down at twenty-two. But and as to as you were saying, I mean, the, I don't the, even see Ohio State. Ohio State's no, not yeah. top twenty-five. The biggest problem is That'll that they change. all just there's so much turnover, right? And the only and that's the only reason why Michigan's even ranked is because uh, Hunter Dickinson came back. You know, as you know, one of the top big men in the country. But other than that. I was listening. They played their first game tonight against, you know, Purdue, Fort Wayne or somebody, and half the names on the team I don't even recognize because we had so many guys leave last year. It's seniors and freshmen who got, you know, entered the draft or sophomores, I guess. Yeah, the one and duns, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – but that's what you deal with when you want to become a big program and you deal with the one and duns and hope that you get some turnaround and you get some of those uh, – you know, senior leadership or guys who've been on the team for three years to finally step up. And I'm excited, though. I'm excited to watch something, you know, on a random weeknight that means something because as we've all been bitching about, the primetime football games, NFL games, are nothing <sighs> but horseshit. But 
I will say, the NFL has got a good one coming up this Thursday. I can't tell if you're joking or not, and I don't know what the game is. What is the game, TM? It is a rematch of the Falcons and the Panthers. I mean, (laughs) I got to tell you. I mean, get your popcorn ready. I think I have seven fantasy players in that game. Minus seven. I mean, Uh. what is this game? Who friggin' cares? Like, this could be the first week I, I actually do not turn it on. Because I just don't care. I don't care that the Falcons are in first place. Like, who cares? I'm looking, and and before jumping ahead, but I'm just looking at all the matchups this week. This is the first time I'm looking at it for next week. And there is, I mean, it's it's the, the Vikings-Bills, and that's fucking it, dude. That is mm-hmm. it. Oh, my. There is not an interesting Chiefs-Jags. Dolphins Browns for the love of God TM please don't lose to the Browns the Bucks and the Seahawks I mean the only reason why that's even interesting is because it's in Germany and no still not interesting (laughs) but yeah I mean this week this slate of games holy shit I mean we'll talk about it later but man oh man well, these these it's the buys. The buys are really killing these middle weeks here so far. I mean, there was the one week that had six teams out, right? No, this past week had six, but then the yeah, week the before where weeks, it was, have been six, yeah, yeah, seven. yeah. This week it was Eagles, Bills, and um, I think it was the Vikings. A lot of a lot of you know, and Chiefs, right? But those four high powered offensive teams yep. were out. Yeah, could so much for the buy did for the Bills, <laughs> um, and the. Uh, but not only that, somebody said to me, someone told, I heard on a podcast today, so buys go into week 14 this year. Whoa. I mean, that's the week before fantasy. If you do it right, that's the week before the fantasy playoffs start, right? Because you would go 15, 16, 17 this week. Oh, shit. There are, I just found there are six teams with a buy in week 14. That is crazy. Right. Good thing they all suck. Listen to this this bye week. Week 14 is Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington. <laughs> Could you pick a, a a worse? Oh, the week before is only – and that's the week before is only two – and there's no teams on a bye week 12. Is that Thanksgiving? Oh, it is. It's Thanksgiving. That must be why. Uh, <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. Boy, oh, boy. It don't matter. Uh, but yeah, so TM, so before, uh, before we get into, you know, hating on the NFL, like we do every week, I don't know. Why do we do this show anymore? TM? <laughs> because we are slowly, because we're morphing into a college football show. That's right. All right. Well, slowly, with that, slowly and surely. Let's fucking do this. Yeah. College roundup. PJ will break it down. Just give him time. College roundup. TM now i should say tm and i didn't you know i i didn't mention this off the uh top of the show but we are we are doing our mid-season awards tonight tm tonight so we're gonna we're gonna keep it timely here but we had such an amazing slate of uh college games on saturday night that we have to take the time that it deserves uh you know and fuck this other league 
Uh, but I, <laughs> I texted you the picture. Uh, I was at my brother's house setting up. We had three TVs right in our face. And I texted you. I'm like, I'm not doing this for the NFL every week. That was the best. That's a, there's not a better caption you could have had for that. Because I, first of all, I saw it and I was so jealous because I'm like putting my son to bed. And I'm just like, oh, I would give anything to go downstairs and have that waiting for me tonight. Because everything was on. You had LSU Alabama, Michigan Rutgers. And what was the other one that was Clemson. going on? At, Notre Dame at, and, Clemson. and the Clemson. Right. at this All at the same time. Man, the 7 o'clock. Seven to eight o'clock, the games that they put out every week, dude, I got to figure out a way to, I don't know, get Saturdays off from the family. I mean, shit, I could sit at a bar all day, gamble my brains off and just friggin' wow. There's just so much college. I love it. Well, but yeah, I'd say Bama LSU was probably the best game or the biggest game. Oh, yeah. And then and, and the fact that the Michigan game was close at the half made it great and then we ended up switching because we had the big tv and the two smaller tvs we kept switching you know what the highlight game was but the other thing that you know on saturday that was before all those seven o'clock games we had that tennessee georgia game which ended up being a snooze fest or yeah. you know a blowout unfortunately but you know locally here we were watching michigan and illinois which was close um Michigan and, and State, Justin, right. Yeah. What did I say? Michigan? Sorry, Michigan State. Yeah. Um, yeah they can play two games in one day. It's yeah, possible. Yeah. Hey, you know, as long they as it's all second They just both have to be at home. And second right, half. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so we had the, as I just said, the Tennessee-Georgia. So we had the, the rankings come out this past Tuesday. You had Tennessee at one, Ohio State at two, uh, Georgia, Georgia three. at three. And Clemson, Clemson jumps Clemson. Michigan at four, which we're like, okay, because that makes sense. Uh, Clemson didn't even play, and Michigan trounces Michigan State, their home team rival, at home. Anyway, um, and they're then, just trying to get four. I think they're just there. They already had two uh, SEC, SEC teams, right? So they were probably just you know they they get another the third conference in there, and they knew Clemson was going to lose a game, so. Yep. Oh, and that's what I well, think my son always asks, like, why are we ranked? I guess it doesn't. It's all it all comes down yeah. to the Michigan Ohio State game. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, and and, 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 the whole, said, and Tennessee the, being one. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah, one of the SEC teams will be gone. Yeah. Know, uh, at least out of this top now, four in the next week. Yeah, now Tennessee, I mean, they put them one because then they you know, it's just like, all right. You don't like it, Georgia? Go win this game, and now you're one. Yep. <laughs> so now yep. they're one. They have to be one because Ohio State. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, you know, I they're playing. They're playing with their food. Yeah, I, but you know, now it's two weeks in a row, right? And now you start looking, right? Oh, that game was seven seven at one point. They're at Northwestern. I know the weather was windy, and they couldn't throw the ball. You know what? When it's you know in November, and you might possibly have snow, like you got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to, you know, and. Northwestern has won one game, Tim. They are one in eight. And Ohio yeah, State. They've won one game ever, apparently, against Ohio State or some crazy it's, number like that, also. It's just. So the more and more I think, Ohio State. You know, I think about that game, right? That's a fix. That's a what? fix because the spread was 38 and people were still hammering it. So something's got to go on there where they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't be out all of the money in our casinos by 3.30. You need to cover this spread. I'm telling you. Come on. 
you know, need a little wind here. Give me a break. Just you know, fucking run the ball. Exactly what you said. Like, if you're that, if you're supposed to be that much better, you should not struggle. Seven seven at halftime. Yeah. I was at a like a kids party, and I just kept turning to my buddy John, going, "Do you realize Ohio State's losing? Do you realize Ohio State's tied at halftime?" Like, I just, we were both like, "What?" I. Yeah, I yeah, the more and more TM, they won, they won listen, the game. The more you know? and more again, that like you, you said, speak it though and spew it. The more and more, and the more documentaries I watch about, <laughs> I just think yeah, the there's, fixes, there's I mean, an there's, element. There's, I mean, there's something. There's something. Well, this is what I've noticed. This is real quick. This is what I've noticed. Okay, and I'm I'm going to use the Philadelphia Houston Thursday night NFL game as an example. Okay, now everyone and their mother thinks Philadelphia is going to win that game by thirty points. Um, I'm sure the most of the money there's a lot there are there are a lot of people that are taking all the underdogs in the NFL games when the spreads are over ten and a half just because they're winning. I mean, basically, there's a trend with those games, but um, that game I'm watching it and had a little money in Philadelphia. Of course, of course I lost because that's all I do this season, but. There were no real. There really weren't any penalties, so I'm watching Philadelphia rush the rush the quarterback, and they are getting held all over the place, and there's just no holds. And I'm like, all right, I get it. The only possible way Houston could keep this game remotely competitive is if you know the the is if there's no penalties against them i mean they're yeah. it's I, I and that's what i'm watching because on these games like you watch a game like um i'm trying to think of another but if you watch a game real big marquee matchup between like there's all the penalties against buffalo in the chief bills game right they were yeah. constantly getting held, called for defensive holding and it's just like like bylanox mentioning in the chat he's like i remember the comment bills better get a handle on these Hold calls, or this is going to be a long day. But see, my mentality watching that game is I was going, oh, my God. Bills would win this game by 40 points today if the refs weren't keeping the Chiefs in the game. So that is that is where you have to identify when the officials are manipulating a game. It's not just throwing penalty, like throwing flags. It could also not be throwing flags. And that's what I was watching Thursday night. And I'm watching these fucking Eagle defenders just like looking around like, are you kidding me? And there's just nothing being called. Yeah, well, and it kept it was 14-14 when it probably should have been 14 nothing because Houston should have been first and 40 half the time. Yeah, well, but they're not throwing the flag. It happened in and the game. And that's the rub. Yeah. That's no, the bullshit well, about it. I mean, you're absolutely right, though, because, like, in the Lions game yesterday, and we're sitting there and we're sitting, you know, next to the, you know, the people that we know that are season ticket holders around us, and there was oh, I'm a, sorry. There I thought you a, were on the sideline. I thought you were on the sideline. Oh, I was. Oh, oh we'll that. get to that. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, there was a there was a a uh, series of plays that I think it was three penalties in a row. It was like holding on. Uh, it was offsides, and then a holding on Green Bay, and it was like second and twenty or fifteen, and then three plays, and then it was a you know illegal hands to the face automatic first down and we're just sitting there like just keep the flags like it was it just went back and forth it was just three penalties in a row i'm like we're not here to see you right like there is a penalty on every fucking play every fucking play 
I and I'm it so stagnates. Tired. It stagnates in offense. Whoever's oh, on. God. So who was? If it was the Packers were on offense, they're making sure the Packers don't just get into a rhythm and blow your doors off it's, because all the money was on Green Bay. There was a play yesterday, TM, that it was late in the game. Packers are driving, and it was I think it was on the last drive of the game. They have no timeouts. They're driving, and there was miraculously a play clock malfunction completely took the oh i got one game oh i got one from the bills game yeah go ahead i mean it's just at the Bills game we're standing there like and the players are just standing around and there's no timeout call but everybody comes running out with the water bottles and they announce that the sky cam broke and it took 10 minutes to fix it and i believe Buffalo was driving. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can't make it up. It's just, it's. Boy, the NFL, NFL live game. I haven't been. Okay. Let's finish with college and then yes. get, because we <laughs> both went to the games. Um, so anyway, back to LSU, Alabama, LSU, Alabama. Okay. Plus LSU plus 14 all over it. Okay. Just, I follow a lot. I've said, I think I said the same statement last week, but I watch a lot of Alabama. So I, I knew this was going to be a close game. This is the type of game that just shows you how much better college is than the NFL. You don't get this kind of back and forth in the NFL anymore. Like, you just don't get it. Even when it's Chiefs-Bills, yes, we got it in the postseason last year, but everybody's never going to forget that game because it stands out as probably the only good game all season. And you get one or two of these a week in college. Yeah. And And it's it's mainly because it's, you know, players who aren't very good or, you know, they're just kids being kids, right? And it's like making mistakes or, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is behind it, but. I just think it's young, good, it's just young athletes excelling in big situation, in in the spotlight, man. It's just, you know, I mean, and, and it's the going for two. With, uh, I mean, like, I still think about Brian Dable going for two with the Giants week one against the Titans. I mean, stuff like you don't see enough of that. Or, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's just, a, it's just a different game. Forget it. We, I, we, this could be a whole other show. But this was such a good game, and really, I mean, it was, it was fourteen to nine. It was a very slow game points wise until the fourth quarter, and then it just exploded, and it was just like, oh, baby. Yes, it was, and and the decision making and what they do to get to the the point that they get to, and then clearly at the end, Brian Kelly, who you know we've made fun of all you know year long for his trying to act like a uh, you know a southern draw, right? Yeah, and 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 he's still an asshole. I mean, I hate Brian Kelly, but the balls, the balls. To go for two on that, essentially the last play of the game, at home, mind you. I mean, it's one of those calls that you're putting your life and your career on that call. You don't get that that two-point conversion at the end of the game, you're run out of the building. I'm sorry. Yeah, but don't you well, – I don't realize Taysom Hill was playing here. Don't you – don't you also uh, see uh, when he's when he when they interviewed him after the game though and he's like look I didn't want to have to go into the next round of the overtime I think with the new rules yeah of course it was ballsy it was fucking awesome but I think it would have been a little more ballsy if the new rules weren't in place because basically if you kick the extra point there 
the next time around, you're going for two if you score anyway. So it's basically saying, all right, we're going to go back on the field. Bama's going to score on us again, and then we're going to score again, and we're going to have to go for two again. Listen, let's just go for it now and win the game. I mean, from that perspective, I think it's slightly less ballsy, but in the moment especially, it was the it was the ultimate. Like, oh, like I was so pumped when he did it. Um, and by the way, did you see you you know who? Maybe you don't know this. Do you know who the tight end is for LSU? Oh, you don't know. Oh, I love it. I love this. I love this. So the freshman tight end, he caught like the early touchdown and then I think, right? Or maybe it was just the, the game winner. Maybe in a big So the game winner, the tight end, the freshman tight end who caught the touchdown for them to go up before the final, you know field goal to tie it by Alabama. Are you fucking kidding me right now with this? Sorry. Oh, he was down. Who was it? His name's Mason Taylor. You know who he is? What was he, Lawrence Taylor? No. Who'd you talk about last week? He's your most hated dolphin of all time. Oh, it's Jason Taylor's kid. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, I heard that today. They're like, son of, uh, you know, legendary NFL defensive end Jason Taylor. I was like, oh. Yeah. Did they say of the New York Jets? No. When I puke not. in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's such an awesome game. But I, I, I kind of, you know, watching Alabama and sitting down and watching them for the first time. Not the first time, but it, like really sitting back. I, they're just not the same team this year. And Bryce Young is not super impressive. I mean, good quarterback, but... He doesn't impress me, I think, like some of the previous Alabama quarterbacks do. But we'll see. He's, he's had a, he had a better year last year. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, yeah. and I heard this uh, stat this week. You know, like, he's like a small dude. Like six so, foot, so like one six, but like, like scrawny, like 170. Yeah. Right? Two is like stocky. This guy's like scrawny yeah. six foot 170 and that can be fixed how There's is a lot bigger of... at alabama a school like alabama though is look jalen daniels i mean he cj stroud all these kids look pretty similar but no you're right bryce is definitely smaller i mean stroud still built like kind of like a righty to a um but yeah hell of a game just fun. I mean, everything watching and even just watching Clemson just get their doors, you know, their teeth kicked in is is always fun. Even they, even if it's by Notre Dame, because they're you know Notre Dame's no threat. But it really, you know, it really sets mm-hmm. up what we've Excuse talked me. about all year. Um, you know, it's a Michigan Ohio State, and it's you know going to end up being it. And actually, what the the interesting thing is is going to be that uh, SEC East West now. With LSU, can they hold on? They've got a you know uh, Ole Miss out there, and you know you got Alabama with two losses. So to me, interesting coming down the wire for that, and what'll all turn out, and what'll end up being that final four in college football, and who is who can make the case? Right, is a TCU does a LSU creep up there? Is a USC out there to come in and? you know, break that top four. I don't know. I just don't know if there's enough there. 
And if there's from a that year... conference from that conference, it would Oregon. it could be Oregon if they keep blowing everybody out. Yeah, because yep. their only loss is to Georgia. So if you yep. blow everyone out and only lose to the number one team in the country, that's a case. Tennessee could still get in. Right. And that's it. They run the table. They won't, they won't have to play in a championship game, right? Right. right. And then it'll come down to Wolder. And the same with, you know, a Michigan or Ohio State. Unfortunately, they're going to end up being, you know, have that recent loss where Tennessee will sit here and not win the next three games and then just be sitting there saying, all right, well, here we are. And, and this is just, you know, gives more credence to an 18 playoff or 12 yeah. or whatever they're going to do is get all these good teams in here. Like, wouldn't we love to see a, you know, Ohio State, Tennessee, and then a Michigan versus, you know, an Oregon and Georgia versus TC. I mean, that's what it's all Hell about. Hell yeah. And get them oh my God. It's, final eight. Well, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Yeah. <clears throat> now, um, Tennessee, though, very disappointing. Because um, I've been watching them every week, betting on them every week, and they just, they just never, they were just never in the game. Now, apparently, the funny gossip about that game is, Somebody leaked what's the Stetson Bennett? Is that the quarterback yeah. of Georgia? Yep. Somebody intent from Tennessee leaked his cell number. Yeah, I heard this. And yeah, and so a bunch of Tennessee fans were calling his cell all night, and then after he scored through the first touchdown pass, he was like fucking putting showing doing the phone thing to the camera and stuff. Yeah. That's kinda of funny. I mean, don't be so stupid. The Tennessee fans, like why why do you give his bulletin board material? Wait, Just don't yeah. do it. Nobody needs extra motivation in a game like that, especially your opponent. You know, do something to get your own team who couldn't do shit. I mean, Hendon Hooker, sorry, buddy, but there's no Heisman for you. Yeah, well, that's the big games, right? That's, you got to step up. That's, and... Well, was that that was the game. He could have won it yesterday or on Saturday, and he, I think he lost it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and good for Georgia. I mean, everything, everybody was kind of count, not counting them out, just kind of saying, like, oh, you're not the same team as you were. And, you know, they're like, okay. Yeah, they're just bored. Yeah, they're you, they're so good, they're bored. You know, you gave, put them against Tennessee. Everybody loved Tennessee. And then, and then the college football playoff committee ranks Tennessee first. Well, there you go. Yeah. Georgia's go. probably like, wait, what? Yeah. We're what? <laughs> what okay. <are> you? <laughs> yeah. No problem. See you Saturday, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> and then, and, and the- I, I was just going to go back to the, the Clemson game because I was talking about this with uh, my brother and we talked about the tailgating yesterday. Like, can we just get, can, can we be done with the ACC already? Like, I know. It's it's just an embarrassment. Just if they had stop. a, but you would you agree though? I mean, if they had a a competent quarterback though, they'd be pretty dominant because their defense is good. I mean, they did get smoked on Saturday, but but by yeah, like the Syracuse their defense is good for who? Syracuse just fucking lost again. Right. So you're I, right. I, it's just it's one of those things. No, that... they were dominant for a few years, and it's kind of like the, the the mystique of the of the program is what kind of still keeps them relevant but right i mean you never they never play anybody there's never really any other competition in the conference they play Notre dame which you know in recent history has not been heavy competition like maybe get them to be playing other teams get you know get let's get some more top matchups for them against some big 10 teams let's just get these super conferences going already Bucket. Yeah, I don't even care. Oh, it's, it's, but see, that you know that that is a sport 
that is on the up and up, amazingly enough. I mean, and it's not, I'm not just saying that because I'm finally paying attention to it in my life, but I mean, there's just, I mean, a playoff can only make it more intriguing. Like, I wish they would just play games on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Screw, screw the NFL. But like, I'd rather just lock yeah, in on college. I know you student, can't. There's student athletes. The student Who could be paid first. now? <laughs> Just yeah, please, please. That well, that was the You're argument right. that we got for oh years. Oh my God, Andy Dalton! Can you please, please look in both directions? It's Andy. How Dalton many times do I gotta watch this guy get sacked this year? He is terrible. Come on, man! Again, for real? Who, where'd you who'd you cut that from? That guy's smart. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. So college just, football sucks staring. next weekend, by the way, Tim. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but that's all right. We take a little break. I won't, I won't get to avoid some wagers for once. By the way, although uh, Alabama Ole Miss, not that it means anything, but maybe this is the problem with you going to the, the – Bama's going to truck teams. over. They're going to take it out on that on Ole Miss on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but, Tim, similar – I don't know if you've seen this stat. And I just saw it today, and I, it obviously makes sense, but similar to – Bama first half, you know your go-to bet. Yeah, you Yeah, well, we don't we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we learned we got a few of those this year, and I was like, okay. Once they played Tennessee, I was like, wow, we're going to start betting against Alabama now. Did you have you seen Michigan second half? Michigan has now outscored their opponents in the last four games in the second half, one hundred to three. Well, it's funny you bring that up, and I'm glad you did because you cost me money on Saturday with oh, your text. Oh, because I said I said this one feels uh, yep, different. Because I look, yes, because I looked at the line and I was like ten and a half, and I'm like ten and a half. Well, I was gonna take him for the game, and I didn't because I text my brother who's from you know went to Rutgers, and I'm like, is there any way Rutgers covers this number? And he goes, I don't see how they do. And I was like, that's not convincing enough for me. Because usually he's got more to say. So then you text, I'm like looking at it, I'm like 10 and a half. I'm like 10 and a half is a lot for a game that looks like they're struggling in, right? Yeah. And yep. then your text clinched it for me when you said, this feels different than Penn State. And I'm like, well, if it feels different to him, then it's certainly not going to go the same way. And what, 28 points in five fucking minutes? I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God. They covered the regular number. I know. The full game. Uh, I mean, it just I, – I mean, the first half was – it was they were <clears throat> fired up. It was the crowd. It was everything. And, you know, and, and Michigan wasn't, like, playing bad. They just, like, they were kind of sleepwalking. And a lot of times that – doesn't change playing and, with their motherfucking food yeah playing know, with their exactly. food but you know and that's you meant that's uh, glad you mentioned the crowd too that's the other aspect of uh college football that oh, you just cannot so ignore awesome. it just i mean and that was a big thing with the lsu a saturday night game you know that was the thing where everybody was like complaining at penn state because ohio state game was at noon and not a whiteout and uh i mean apparently now you could speak to this, but Michigan's one of the toughest places to play. Uh, I'm learning this year just from listening to people analyze the spreads and stuff. So yeah, I mean, just they, good, just good stuff. You don't. What's I this? Mean, what's any... the school? Is it Mississippi? Is it Ole Miss with the fucking cowbells, or is that Mississippi, Mississippi State? Mississippi State, I think. I think. That shit 
would be the worst for me if I was an athlete. I would want to throw cowbells up people's faces. Just like that would drive me nuts. Because to me, that's like cheating. <laughs> you know, come on with I mean, that. Yes. Get out of here with these cowbells. It's like it's like those uh, the World Cup, the Vuvuzelas. Remember the Vuvuzelas? Yeah. <laughs> like the whole. Although I love, I love, I do love the horn in in Viking country. <laughs> Chad's team. I love that. No, shit. I'll never hear that horn ever again. It's normally. third and seven. All I hear is. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> the click of the mouse. The click of the space bar. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, college football rules. The NFL sucks. That's the one that I want. Yes, please. All right. Uh, no, but you're right. A little bit of a weak slate this week, but then after that, uh, it's going to get very interesting. Oh, my God. I can't wait for Michigan-Ohio State. I can't wait till you guys win at Ohio State oh, and just – I I'm feeling it, man. You're just better. Ohio State is just not – what did you say? Oh, yeah, the other text you sent me, you go – well, they just look fucking lost. It's like they're saving every new play for the Ohio State game. And I'm like, dude, you got to get there first. There's like three fucking weeks left. Well, they, it's been it like 12 plays in a row in the, you know, within the five-yard line that they literally, it's Madden, A-gap, A-gap, right, left, flip the play. Like literally no creativity at all. Well, that's your coach. Remember, your head your head coach did coach in the NFL, so that just sounds like NFL play calling to me. Oh, it, ugh, God, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. All right, let's take some BSV. Let's uh, get out of college football. Let's talk about this shitty ass league, the NFL. Ugh. Seven zero eight three one six eight eight two two. That's the number. I wish Jack would have called. I mean, we don't know if he did or not yet, but he had a lot of things to say in the chat today that I I wholeheartedly agree with when it comes to the NFL and offensive lines in general, and just the the level of competition that you know we've been experiencing. Because I think he was putting actual sound comments to instead of us just sitting here complaining <laughs> like he actually was putting it into in phrases that sounded that somewhat sense. intelligent yes. yeah, yeah where you and i are just like this league sucks oh i'm so fucking bored stupid this <laughs> you know <laughs> we'll see let's see if he didn't call i'll go in and maybe read some of his comments because it really was just i'm really like yep that's exactly why yep i agree with that too because he's nailing it i mean yeah it's the level I, of competition has just been really snooze boring. It's just it's not there. How are these kids? All these guys played in college. I mean, are, 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 is all the preparation just so amazing? 
No, I also think there's a big part of it is what the NFL has decided by the rule changes and everything that they want to do has decided that this is the game that they want on the field. So <laughs> the penalties, the um the it's it's them molding offenses and defenses into what you're seeing on the field, what they can and cannot do. If the, if the way that they allowed the game to be played were different, then the product would be different. So I don't completely, I don't blame the teams, but it's all the penalties. 10 years ago, sure, we've complained about things, but like defensive backs were allowed to get a little handsy. Maybe not 10, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Get a little handsy, right? Like Mm. do a little bit. Now they want this and and the, the combination of that, plus the, the quarterback protection. And like, I've watched four hits tonight that I'm like, well, that's a penalty. That's a penalty. Like a roughing the passer penalty. I mean, it is ridiculous. The but NFL if they're not call, but they don't call it like, they're not calling it. Cause it's not Andy because it's Andy Dalton. Of course. But then they'll call it when it's Brady. I mean, to your, to your comment about cornerbacks, the last play in the bills game against the jets, probably, I get. I mean, uh, I mean, I've watched it on slow motion. They could have called pass interference, and by rule, I, I think it it was. But live speed, they didn't call it. But they called a fucking hold on the first play of the of the final drive of the game, where yeah, it was a hold. But the Bills also completed a forty yard beautiful pass from Allen to Diggs that would have probably sent probably locked up at least a you know a kick for overtime. And, I mean, isn't that what you want? Don't you want the Bills, after the Jets kick a field goal, to go up three with, you know, less than two minutes, or just about a minute, I think, to go? Don't you then want the Bills to come back down and kick a field goal and send it to – I mean, isn't that the excitement and the drama that you want? Instead, we get a first down, 40-yard pass negated by a holding penalty, and then you have two plays where – it looks like the receivers are getting interfered with and you don't throw the flag. So it's like, well, make up your fucking mind because I understand you throw the flag on the fourth down play, which, I mean, oh my God, if they almost connected on like a 60-yard touchdown to win the game, which would have covered all my bets. <laughs> but it's like, you, you know, I don't know. It's like, I, And I can understand, all right, you can't really throw that flag there if it's close because, oh, my God, what the backlash for that would be, blah, blah, blah. But at this point, I, I you know, anyway, yeah. let's do the no, calls. This, I, this, 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 we just keep going back to the same com- conversation here because – and it's the same thing every season. Like, yeah. And that's the end of the Lions game, right? I mean, the, the uh, Packers had a chance to tie and essentially win the game on the last play of the game. And or on their last play of the game, and I can't even be excited about the result of the play because I'm sitting there like holding the the guys next to me back, being like looking for a flag, like waiting, exactly. waiting well, for something to go. That's they've made Rogers us. Way. They have made they have cre they have made us all us fans or viewers. That's exactly it. I, I might have. I think we've talked us, about this right? in the past. Yes, we have been conditioned to wait for the disappointment or just wait for the laundry. You're yeah. just like, 
okay, oh, oh my god, uh, did we win? Oh, because Wait. half the time it's not over. No, that's half a, the time and, it, yeah. and it's like there's no way Aaron Rodgers is through that five yards away from anybody. Like there has to be right. a penalty. And and in all honesty, <laughs> the officials' names are they're probably doing the same. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Oh, it was a sack. <laughs> oh no, it's fourth and it's first and down. Illegal hands to the face or yeah, exactly. The and there's but plenty of people that are listening and watch. You know, the roughing the passers, which are the worst of them all, right? It's like these 300-pound men you want to stop and, like, lay the quarterbacks down to bed. Anyway, fuck that. All right, here we go. Let's get back into uh, what we're here for. Oh! So, by the way, did you just see Dalton take that shot? Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) He's dead. See, to me, that's more roughing the passer than – because he just was roughed up. Then, you know, oh, you hit him low. Yeah. You hit Brady's, you know, calf, so we got we to throw something here. Oh, he got fucked up, dude. Play, put, put Tyson Hill in. If I get to sit here on a Monday night and watch this fucking nonsense, why can't you just, you know, put me completely in the ground with misery <laughs> and just put the asshole on the field? I mean, As give it to me, baby. Did you see next week highlighting? Eagles Commanders next Monday night. Woo! Well, is it in Washington? Because I would think there could uh, be a so. there could be a slight chance for an upset there. Wow, that punt was like college level. Bad. <laughs> Oof. Here we go. This team up north, they got good. They got good. And Justin Jefferson, this team up north. Oh, King Kirkie Cousins, can you handle it? A Minnesota. The Vikings weekly call with a dude. All right, boys, I'll try and keep this short and sweet so you don't have to play a bunch of sounders over me again this week. Yeah. Um, the Vikings did what they needed to do. They got the W, um, just like I thought they should. Fuck you, it's Chad. Thing as always, but you know what? Like my good friend uh, Emo Kev has been saying all year, he's been riding the Vikings as well. Um, but as Riding them all the weekend, way. They're doing what they couldn't do last year. Um, Offensively, we played pretty damn well last year. We couldn't close out games. And defensively, our defense is showing up in the fourth quarter. They are getting um, turnovers when they are most needed. And that's playing good football. When you need a turnover and you're able to produce one, that's great football. And they're they're doing it. Um, Sure, I'd love to win by some more, but here we sit, 7-1. Can't complain too much. Um, so I had to call because exciting week this coming week. Uh, heading to Buffalo Friday night. Oh, baby. And full of plastic tables and PBRs. Here's to hoping the game doesn't get moved to Sunday night because, man, that Monday morning flight will suck. Skull <laughs> Vikings. I think, I think you avoid the game getting moved because of the chance. Actually, you can't move it the week of anyway, right? But with the questionable around Allen's injury, there's no way they would want Keen, can, Vikings at Case Keen. I don't think you can move it the week move, of. I don't think that. I, think, I mean, I, I think Jed, it's flex. flex you're correct. Flexes are two weeks in advance. Yeah, They're two but weeks are, in they, advance, are they flexing already? I thought it was like, I mean, I guess we're getting pretty close to Thanksgiving at this point, but. Um, no, I think they can flex. No, I don't think, think I don't think you I don't think they're flex. I think you're right too. It's too early to be flexing. Anyway, uh yeah, the Vikings chat. I mean, I listen, you can't Chargers 49ers. Oh god, who cares about that game? 
Hey, it sorry, was, it was sorry. important at one point. Uh, but yes, yeah, I'm I mean, very excited. I'm very that the second most important game to me on the slate next week is easily this Jad D at Bylanock. I'm very excited. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I want pictures in the fucking group chat, guys. Let's go. Let's see Chad go through a table. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, the Vikings did what they had to do. They didn't cover, uh, but, and they were down 17 17 to 10 in that game late in the fourth, uh, midway through the fourth. And Heineke threw up the fucking, like I literally a balled right to Harrison Smith. And again, can't apologize for the defense. I mean, but that essentially won the Vikings that game and then they couldn't do anything. So, um, good for them. You know, TJ Hawkinson, you know, great game. Your he average. did. <laughs> I mean, what do you have was, nine for ninety or ten for ninety yeah, or something like that? They got, hey, listen, they got to force it to him. As a right? fantasy owner, I enjoyed the shit out of it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, Vikings are popping up as number two on some power ranking rep- uh, charts too. Which I mean, we we kind of rip all those apart all week, but I mean, seven and one. There's as you I mean. There's as much an argument for them to win the NFC as anybody, you know, as the Eagles, I would think, at this point. I mean, after watching that Rams-Bucks game yesterday, which I watched, I can't believe it. I mean, I think I set, the NFL was set back 20 years with that game. That was fucking awful football. But, hey, why not the Vikings, right? I mean, I picked them to win the division. We were, you know, very trendy chatting about them all preseason in the chat and stuff. And, hey, man. Let's go, Chad. Good for you. I know it makes Can PJ we, sick, but... I mean, but you know what makes <clears throat> me sick? Seeing Kirk Cousins with his fucking shirt off. I mean, can we, can we stop with this? Well, I'm happy I didn't see that. And all that. Like, Chad, if you want stop your team... Stop being assholes. If you want your team to succeed, tell Kirk Keep Cousins your shirt on. <laughs> to stop acting like an asshole. That's what I'll say. Uh, Chad, call Well, I'll, I'll say this, though. If if that is a you know direct product of him being well liked by the team in the locker room and stuff, I mean you need it, you need it because if everybody's in there saying we're winning in spite of this douche, you know you have made you know you're not going to win anything. So it's I know you don't like it, but it's a, it's a good sign for them. I'd like to see anybody. I'd like to see the Vikings win over the Eagles. I want to see somebody new from that conference. You know, to hell with Brady and Rodgers and friggin' Garoppolo and all these Stafford and everybody. Give me somebody new. I'm into it. I'm getting on. I'm getting on board, Chad. You go beat Buffalo and put my team in first place in the AFC East, and I am friggin' riding you all the way, Minnesota Vikings. I'll be scrolling all over. Give me a Vikings. Give me a Dolphins beat the Browns. Vikings beat the Bills. I don't know. Are the Jets on a bye? Who cares? I will skull all over the place. No, Let's go. Oh my God. TM is sorry. On the Gotta fly. give him something to changing, like. Gotta give me- changing his uh, <coughs> fandom and everything that goes with it goes from a Buffalo Jets fan are on a bye. to. Yeah, next Stop year with Jets the Buffalo. Fan. Stop you with are the such Buffalo. Such a closet Buffalo fan. I don't even know. Okay. True, true story. Um, the wife is pregnant. So none of her, you know, her sexy Josh Allen gear fits at the moment. So she's like, can I order some shirts for the game? And I'm like, of course. By the way, so pull she- sexy Josh Allen drop 
sexy Josh Allen here. <laughs> there you go. So she orders a medium and a large. Medium fits. So she's like, you know. And it was even in the car when we parked at the game. And she's like, you know, you could throw on this Josh Allen large and, uh, you know, fit in with everybody we're going to be sitting with. And I'm like, I just, you know, I can't do it. In the end, I st- stay true to my team. I can't be wearing Bill's garb. Dude, if you would have sh- if if there's a picture out there with with Bill's garb, I literally no, would just that's what I mean. Continue this show. I like, come Why, on. That's what I. That, that could I, not even have been a word uttered out of Carrie's mouth without you being a Bills fan. Well, I didn't do it, did I? I'm telling you, I didn't do it. My wife would never ask me to put on a fucking Packers jersey ever. Your wife's a Packers fan, and she goes to season ticket. <laughs> lines okay <laughs> that's right yes yes uh anyway no, no, never, I, I always stay true to my team give me a break i was there okay, so, all right let's finish this up because i got a story about this okay, exact yeah. time oh, no, i'm gonna tell it right now real quick all right, go ahead. so all right so we get to our seats and we are surrounded by except for the couple sitting in front of us it's all bills fans and one this one guy from buffalo to our right at one point during the game he goes hey buddy uh, you were in a black t-shirt and, um, and a hat, a non-sports hat. Who's your favorite team? <laughs> and I said, what? And she turns right over and goes, dolphins. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> it's the second <laughs> quarter. You just, like, the guy didn't leave me alone until the fourth quarter when the, when the when bills were, were finally lose, losing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he but, just kept saying stuff. I'm getting middle fingers up against the side of my head when my face is turned, and then I turn over, and he's like, pull, he was like basically flirting with my pregnant wife the whole game. And I'm just nice. like, I just kept looking at him going, dude, come on. Like, what, what is, just, I mean, what is he saying to you? Well, he like, just kept yelling. I, I wouldn't know what. <laughs> no, no, he was just breaking my balls, but he just kept, well, first of all, that it's not like they're very happy with my team right now because we were at until yesterday the only team to beat them. Right. But he's he's yelling out every time the Bears score. I learned from him first. Oh, the Bears just scored again. Oh, and I'm just like, yeah. oh my God, you are such a fucking loser. Oh, I mean, I expect that from Jets fans, not, you know, not Bills fans, but. I mean, one woman behind us. The Jets are driving at four at seventeen. They're driving down to yeah to go up twenty seventeen, and this woman behind us, Bills fan, says, "Wait, if they score now, is it over?" And Carrie turns to me and goes, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, "Hey, I said." One of the reasons I love you is because you fucking understand this game. <laughs> it's like you, this woman, and she was getting sick of her own people. She was just like these idiots around us. Not to mention the whole game. We, I got an aisle seat because my wife's pregnant, right? I figure she might have to pee a hundred times. No, she didn't. But everybody else in the row did. Uh, and this, yes. and this one, yeah, this one young Jet fan kept coming into the the aisle without even like letting her know she was like he was there and bumping into her. So at one point he comes into the aisle and she goes, hey, 
stop fucking bumping into me. And he's like, sorry, and he keeps walking. So his dad's behind him, and I grabbed his dad's arm, and I go, hey, if your fucking son bumps my pregnant wife again, we're going to have a serious fucking problem. Why don't you go down there and teach your fucking woke kids some manners? Oh, shit. And she goes, I literally said that. I was bombed. And she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I took care of it. I go, no, you didn't. I did. <laughs> and the guy, but the guy was bombed. You know, he's just got a goofy smile on his face. He's like, yeah, all right, buddy. Yeah, all right. I'm like, oh my god, I want to get out of here. Yeah, what a, ter- a terrible combination, right? Uh, you're a, you're surrounded by people that you hate on both ends. Oh, B, why? your wife is pregnant, not drinking. So, and then, you know, dude, we're on the bus. We're on the so we go to this bar. It's one of my accounts. It's basically on the Meadowlands property. So we go there. It's just. Bills, every, Bills fans everywhere. There's like a catering tent outside. It was a fucking Bills party. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm getting bombed. So I get drunk. We're on the shuttle over. And the, the bus driver says, uh, the shuttle back runs from after halftime to an hour and a half after the game. And I'm like, well, all the Jet fans will be on the bus right after halftime. You know, and all the Bills fans, yeah. <laughs> High fives and everything. And then I look at her and she goes, you're embarrassing me. And I'm just like, oh, come on. I'm trying to have fun. Sober wife. You know, I don't, don't want to fucking, yeah, I don't want to be here. I fucking hate both of these teams. So I just proceeded to drink and not talk until I threatened a Jet fan, which is really embarrassing. But I, it also felt really good. That's awesome. So. That's- and then, and then every time the Bills did something bad, there was somebody two rows behind us who kept going, Let's go Buffalo. No Super Bowl for you. And I was just like, oh, somebody's got to turn around and punch this guy, please. But that's that is the environment at the Meadowlands that you get. But they fucking won. So we were at it. We were on that shuttle and back to the bar. I probably like before the postgame interviews were done. As soon as the fourth is incomplete, I go, go, go now. Get out of yeah, here. Right. You don't want to be here. Awful. The problem is that game and that game uh, was close till the end, right? So right. everybody was there. Oh, the place was – Goudreau had texted me, though. He was at the New England game the week before, and he was like, the atmosphere in this stadium is, is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I was thinking about that most of the game. I'm looking around going, this place is pathetic. Because first of all – it was 50% Bills fans. You look around the stadium and there's just as bright. So I'm like this the whole time. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be you know fun. I'm going to win money and all that stuff. Once I knew that wasn't going to happen, everything started to shift. And every like promo, third down sounds and all the stuff going, you know, Carrie's going, this is so lame and this place <laughs> sucks. You know, she's getting so sick to her stomach. And I'm kind of looking around going, I'll tell you what, I'm like, Goudreau's actually right. This place is friggin' rocking right now. And, you know, once I knew the money was gone and you just sit back and take it in, I was yeah. like, okay. I'm like, okay, you know, wh- you know, I'm not going to – I can't just sit around anymore and say the Jets suck. Like, that's gone now. I've lost that ability. Now I have to start taking them seriously. And it sucks. But I have to. Because we're going to be beating them out for the division oh, once right, Josh Allen's out for the year. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, speaking of, while we're still in the BSV segment, Goudreau. Yes. Oh, I know he called. Call here we go. So here we go. I ignored every text he sent me yesterday, <laughs> by the way. That's right. I did, Matt. I didn't. I don't feel like. I mean, you got to have somebody else to text besides me when it comes to Jets football. Please. I <laughs> wait for the voicemail. 
Oh, I don't know. Okay. No, I'm getting texts. I'm getting texts from me fucking commenting on shit I said last week about the. Are you kidding me with this interception? Okay, listen. There is eight minutes and twenty four seconds left in this game. Number fourteen better not come back on the field for the Saints. And I don't. I have money on the Ravens, so I'm good. Quarterback here. league. I'm quarterback league. No, get him out. That's it for him. Okay, fucking big boy? red. You here. want your boy Taysom Hill? Let's go. No, I mean, I'd really like to see Jameis Winston. He's our boy. But if not, I'd rather see Taysom Hill. Come on. This is ridiculous now. Now I feel like I'm watching Aaron Rodgers. The worst part is right. I got to fucking lose in fantasy because I need fucking Kamara to have oh, nine points. He's... He needed nine points, and he's not even going to fucking get it. God damn it. All right. Oh, no. Maybe. Maybe some dump offs at the end. Maybe. Yeah, that could be three in a row. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Hey boys, Here what's happening? Go. I'm calling in on Ugh. this glorious Monday morning. Oh God! To say this, oh, TM, boy. I got a question. What? Pause it. 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 Okay. I heard what he just said about what the happened with the sky camera. We already talked about that. This is what he's going to say. I'm going to say it now, and let's see if I'm right. He's going to say, "You told us to beat a legit team, and now we did." That's what he's going to say. Because he texted me that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> because he's right. He, they answered my they answered my fucking calling. TM, I got a question. What the fuck happened with the sky camera? Because you were at the game, <laughs> and I'm just curious how that whole thing happened. But as far as the game, because I managed to watch the whole thing, my takeaway is this: very simple. The Jet defense outplayed the Bills offense. It's as simple as that. I don't want to hear about the Jets. Offense being injured. I don't want to hear about the Bills' defense being injured. That's Back a direct game was that comment to my wife. Units on the field. Jets defense. Bills offense played a chess match. Jets made adjustments in the second half and held Buffalo, the number one offense in the NFL, by the way, and the runaway MVP supposedly in Josh Allen. They made him look pedestrian in the second half. Held him to three points, like I said. So TM, you said, go beat a real team to get a Jets. <laughs> <laughs> we just beat the team everyone and their mother was claiming as the Super Bowl winners. Undefeated season, I don't want any qualifiers put on this. 17-0. Not, not after they played Miami. <laughs> that we had no shot in this game. All these 12-and-a-half-point underdog betting lines can suck it. And the Jets are 6-3 and three, whether you like it or not. So put some fucking respect on it. Now that I can well, calm down, that- hope you guys are good. I'm just... I'm fucking excited. What do you want me to say? You should. They're be. six and three going into the bye week. Like I never would have expected this. So forgive me for coming across as arrogant. PJ, you say never apologize for winning, and I'm not backing down this week. Talk to you guys later. Bye. He's right. Hey, listen, yeah, Goudreau, you, good game, bro. Enjoy it, man. Fuck yeah, bro. Now the Giants went into the bye at six and two, and the Jets go into the bye at six and three. I mean, as far as New York football is concerned, what the fuck is going on around here? But anyway, all right, Goudreau, enjoy your fucking bullshit. Um, it just, when we get to uh, midseason awards, I, I actually highlight something that has caused all this bullshit to actually take place with the Jets. But here's here's one, I'm going to take this opportunity to give my take. And then we once we get past BSV, we don't have to talk about me going to this game anymore. But here's my take live on Buffalo. You have a Jets defense who that is very good, okay? And I don't know if it's Wilkerson or Williamson, whatever the guy is that 
like wasn't playing early in the season. He's like their stud, you know, pass rusher in the middle, clearly getting to Josh Allen the entire game. So this, you know, this is happening, right? I am watching Stefan Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox, and Gabe Davis, the three number one receiver threats for this high-powered offense. They are running 25-yard routes on every passing down. What are you doing? Why is Stefan Diggs not running like a 7-10 to 10 cut in? Run a quarterback waggle, for Christ's sake, from Madden. For the Madden. most part, fans are dumb. That was an accidental hit there. But it, <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with what I was saying. Fans are smart. I'm dumb, fans are I'm smart. The dumb, I'm the dumb fan. But, dude, I mean, most of the game took place on the other side of the field. So Buffalo's trying to come down to our end zone. Clearly didn't make it many times. But I'm just watching Diggs' routes. He's just running straight. But that's, like this is the, supposed to be the number one receiver in the league. If Josh Allen only has two to three seconds to throw instead of five to seven like he normally does, wouldn't your offensive coordinator call some fucking routes where he just gets into open space? Like look at what my team does. Fucking Tyreek Hill runs five yards, turns around, catches the ball, and runs for 30. Waddle, I mean, you run short passes. I, I, my like take on this team is this offensive coordinator – is way too arrogant with his play calling. You have to recognize when a team is actually covering and getting to Josh Allen that you have to make an adjustment and fucking run shorter routes and move the football. And forget about abandoning the run. I mean, I'm a Singletary owner. I'm standing there the whole game going, is this guy even like a part of the game plan? And they just kept dropping back. And they're just running down the fucking field. I mean, he wasn't even getting the ball off for there to be almost big plays. I mean, at some point, doesn't McDermott just call up to the booth and go, bro, fucking move the football. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely disgusting. And I really, I mean, I have to blame, I think I have to blame the offensive coordinator. Because I know that, like... Yeah, we all know the clip of him fucking throwing everything around the booth after they didn't get the, you know, they didn't get out of bounds and Miami beat them. So I, that kind of shows me a guy that thinks he fucking is invincible and then he they lost. You know, so that, you know, that ruins my whole theory of them going 17 and 0. But it's like I'm watching this game. Yeah, the Jets defense is good. So fucking make an adjustment and try to beat them. Don't just keep trying to do your game. It's like they never were going to stray for their game plan. They walked into that stadium and they were like, we are going to fucking kill this team today. And the Jets, the first kickoff, the first play of the game, they onside kicked. I mean, what are they telling you in that moment? They're saying, we know we have no chance to beat you. We are going to have to get gimmicky from the first fucking second off the clock they ran an onside kick they didn't get it three plays later josh allen throws the worst fucking interception i've ever seen like oh my god it was awful and goudreau is 100 percent right their defense completely dominated that offense and they were doing it from i mean it was 14 10 at halftime so fun the bills are winning so I guess you go into the half saying, "All right, we're you know we got this." Oh God, minus six for Kamara right there. Um, <laughs> but it's like, holy Jesus! Run some short out routes, cut to the sideline. I don't it's, know. It was blowing my mind, PJ. I you know 
I watch enough football. I might not be able to like talk X's and O's like some of these analysts and stuff. But when I'm watching the game, I know what the fuck is going on. And I'm literally watching number 14 basically just run straight into our direction every play. There was no creativity on his routes at all. This guy's supposed to have 10 for 150 every fucking week. And it's not like Sauce Gardner was blanketing him. He was just jogging down the fucking field. Yeah. What do you well, expect? And now what happens? What comes out of this? Your fucking quarterback's hurt because he's got to wait fucking six seconds for you to turn around after you sprint 30 yards and he gets fucking hit by the Jets defense because the Jets defense gets the fuck gets to the quarterback. I don't understand it. Like, I got to I got to tell you, Buffalo, you fucking get what you deserve if Josh Allen's out for the season. Because your fucking arrogant offensive coordinator thinks he's got 10 seconds in the pocket when he has three. Like, fucking snap out of it. And I want my fucking money back. <laughs> There's a fucking Let's, drop for you. We uh, we talked about this last week with the Lions against... It fucking pisses uh, me off. About the Dolphins, right? Like, two is just play-action rollout, play-action rollout. And nobody was at, like... I don't understand, and you and you brought Dude, it up the Dolphins' routes exactly are like fifteen yards, maybe fifteen right. yards over Waddle over the middle, Hill to the sideline. Right, but I'm just, 15, I'm just saying, like 15. it's the it's the inability to adjust, like in game. These guys are fucking watching the game from an eagle eye, like or somebody on that staff is in the press box watching their exactly OC is happens. in the press box. They show him yeah. all like it's, it's like this guy's probably got a huge ego because they're show. I mean, he's oh, just the guy that TV. smashed the shit. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Dude, they show him every week, every Buffalo game. He, they, he's visually highlighted. It was after that, uh, that chiefs game. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, on the highlight clip, the highlight package I watched last night, um, they showed him, uh, they, like, he did a pound with his buddy up there after a touchdown and the announcer actually goes, oh, they, they, he changed the angle on the camera on us. I mean, like, it's a thing now uh, to yeah. see him. <sighs> I don't Yeah, man. I, it's, it's frustrating. Um, especially when it's your own team and you see it happening, um, or, or you, have you know, a team that and, you're just, yeah, just yeah. fucking miserable. So we'll see. I mean, Buffalo they they haven't looked invincible. They've seen their you know flaws, and clearly the Jets, as Goudreau said, I mean the Jets, the Jets put their top, you know, uh, uh, what do you say, uh, uh, unit, unit against Buffaloes, and they came out on top. That's all there is to it. it. And whether that's yeah. game plan and coaching and all of that, that all comes into it. Now, will the same thing happen next time? Probably not, but maybe, maybe. Well, if Case Keenum's quarterback, well, yeah, that's that's a it's whole. A big, but listen, but this is a but it, but that listen, this is the reality of this league is injuries, and it don't look good. I mean, I saw the highlight; it doesn't look good. If it's, I mean, if it's basically a Tommy John injury, he's done for a year, and that is, oh, yeah. I mean, that is a huge. Like, cause I was, I, I was during last week, I was talking to Carrie about. Just Josh McDermott, right? And this guy, he's already been there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know for sure, but it's got to be five years, right? Give or take. And like, they're so successful right now. Josh Allen is so young. And she was saying like, oh, Jordan Poyer, I don't want him to, 
you know, everybody wants him signed every time he gets an interception. And like, I don't want him to leave. And I was like, listen, if you're a young player on this team right now, take a pay cut to stay. Why would you want to leave when Josh Allen's career is still kind of just get, you know, I mean, he's only four, four years or five years into the league or whatever it is. And I'm saying I, on top of that, I was saying, like, how do you get rid of Josh? Like, how is Josh McDermott going to lose this job? Well, you know how he loses this job? You, you lose a game like this, and then Allen sits out the rest of the season, and you finish, you know, 10 and 7, 9 and 8. You lose in the postseason, and that's where all the, you know, then there's just questions where right now there aren't any questions. Every, all the pieces are in place. This is the year you're supposed to win. And then you lose a game like this. And Josh Allen's hurt, and it just it just turns on a dime, you know. It's like one play at the end of this game at the Meadowlands on Sunday could really, you know, it just could spell the fate for the head coach, and, and Poyer might sign somewhere else, and things can just start changing like that real quick. It's just amazing. I was having a conversation with, like that with her during the week, and I'm thinking, dude, fucking McDermott's going to be here like fucking Tomlin. Like this is going to be, you know, him and Allen are going to be here forever. And then all of a sudden, shit just changes, and it's just like, oof, man, this league, this league is very unforgiving. Yeah. So this is tough. I mean, I hope he, I hope he misses two games and comes back. I mean, do I really hope that? I really do like Josh Allen, but for my team this year, shit. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to cheer for an injury, but if he's out, I'm not going to cry about it. But you don't want to see it. No, you know? of course not. No, absolutely. But it would really change. My team's outlook. Anyway, <laughs> and the Jets, right, Gujo? Maybe the Jets can win the division. You've already got it. You've got the uh, tiebreaker over us till we fucking spank you in Miami week 17 well, or 18 uh, or whatever week it is. We've officially uh, talked about the Bills losing more than any other team ever in the history of this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about the bills. That's what I, um, by the way, we we're really just money. talking about me losing money. Yeah. You do realize that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, and if you need a uh, reference to that drop, just go back to last week's show. Uh, by the way, Chad <laughs> called back in. Oh, Oh, Hey guys calling again. This time with just a general football question. I Ooh. guess North NFC North division question, uh, specifically at the green Bay Packers. And I'm sure PJ will have some thought on this. And I think we're both in the same boat. We want to see Rodgers leave. But now at the same time, we're loving seeing Rodgers struggle in our own division. But having kind of a back and forth with a Packer fan, um, I had we've been having this discussion the last couple of weeks. You know, hindsight, you now wish you would have traded him, moved on. And his comment was, I think we could have got three first-round picks etc. for him, but I would not have moved on. His thought process is if you want to win, you keep him. Um, and I guess my feeling, I, I think the MVP last year was completely undeserving. I think he stole Agreed. it. Agreed. Oh, totally agree. Personally, I think, again, that defense last year kept them in games, even though they're not really showing this year. Um, 100% right. And all hindsight is what it is. Yep, they're losing. They should have moved on, but like do you think there is an argument to say that they should have kept him? Um, or do you think that he's wrong? What are your thoughts? Take it, Paul. I, I, the, the problem is that 
they made a mistake with Jordan Love, and I think that's clear, right? That he is not, and and I mean maybe maybe it's not clear. I mean, I it's hard to say with the Aaron Rodgers cloud over your organization, but this goes back to my theory with the Lions and them trading Matt Stafford. Now, clearly, things have not turned out how we've all wanted. However, we're watching the play of Matt Stafford this year, which is less than acceptable. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but it just it's just it's a very good. average play, right? Um, yes. And <clears throat> when you have a player who is better than average – and in Aaron Rodgers' case, a I mean, I will call him an elite an elite quarterback over time, not this year. I'm not talking about now, but over the years, it clouds and covers all the deficiencies on your team. So now all of a sudden, when Rodgers isn't what he used to be, all of those cracks and all of those deficiencies are starting to show you know their ugly face and it's funny watching Rodgers like in yesterday's game against the Lions nothing's his fault right nothing is ever his fault everything that happens is every other uh every defender's or I'm sorry every wide receiver's fault they never yeah. run the right route. It has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers significantly or horribly underthrowing passes. Um, and in him being there, we're just now seeing everything that, that they've lacked. And, and you guys are right. The defense is what carried them. And then it was Rodgers and an above or better than average or a great wide receiver so to answer your question, Chad, yeah, they should have gotten rid of him. However, it's yeah. a hard thing to swallow because you're going to take some lumps. You're going to lose the mystique or, or the, you know, the, the respect of being one of the best franchises in football. Green Bay is never, Green Bay doesn't play at the bottom of the NFC. And if the Lions had a, any semblance of a defense, Green Bay be the bottom of the NFC North right now, which is crazy, right? Crazy that they're literally a half game out of last place in the NFC North. So if it were me, I think you take what you can get, find a desperate team, find a team like Denver who paid and gave up all this, all this draft capital for Russell Wilson and take that, take your lumps rebuild use your your uh your name your brand use that green bay brand to bring in free agents draft who you need to draft and then retool take a couple seasons it's okay i mean retooling i'll retool you sorry <laughs> but i i don't <clears throat> yeah, i don't to me it's it's aaron rodgers has seen his best days and I don't know how he recovers from this season. I mean, it's over. Yeah. I, I over. read a couple different articles about like a lot of articles today, just about 
the mistake of of bringing him back. And you know, when Adams leaves, that should have been his his ticket out, right? Okay, Devontae's leaving. I should either retire or go play for Denver or whatever he was going to do. You know, get the trade done and get him out of here. Instead, they give him the extension. Like, it's such a strange situation. It kind of, in hindsight, doesn't make much sense. Like, you could have just, like, he's basically playing with a rebuilding offense. I mean, a bunch of, bunch of young yeah. receivers. I mean, you still have the, I mean, the, I, I, I was one of the people in preseason who was like, oh, shit, this is going to be the Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon show. And those guys are having, I mean, Aaron Jones is having a terrible season. But that offense, and they're I mean, for, uh, just watching. You're him, at the game. It's first yeah. and goal at the one, and you run AJ Dillon twice. Where's Aaron Jones? I mean, he might have been hurt. Then he got hurt, right? I guess uh, at some point, yeah. I mean, but he played. But even yeah. when he was, even when he was out there, it's the offensive line, the play calling. I mean, can we talk about Matt Lafleur? I mean, are we to the point where? And maybe, and that's again that goes back to Aaron Rodgers quite possibly kind of uh, uh, masking what Matt LaFleur is. And that, and that again, 100%, this goes back to the question. Get Rodgers out of there. See what you have in LaFleur. See what you have as a team and start rebuilding. Your front office is great. You guys have been a great organization for forever. Forever. You haven't had a down season since I've been an NFL fan. It's been fucking 30 years. Yeah, I was talking to a kid at one of my accounts today who's a big Packers fan, and I said, I said, LaFleur should bench Rodgers for a week, play love. It's going to cause a, it's going to, it might, you know, enable Rodgers to turn around and say, well, it ain't me, it's this guy, and, you know, just throw the entire organization under the bus. But what do you have to lose at this point? I mean, you're not winning with Rodgers. So play love, maybe a sneak a win. I mean, it's over for them. They're not I don't I don't care if they even make a run and make the playoffs. If you can't beat no offense, my friend, but if you can't beat that Detroit defense. Yeah. And and, and, a- and when when the Lions offense that's supposed to be good scores 15 points, oh boy. I mean, it really doesn't get much worse than that this year. No. And that's what it was It really all- doesn't. It was, and the Lions will come out, and I'm a realist. The Lions will come out and be like, our defense played their asses off. I heard today, eight of the nine drives that the Packers had made it into Lions territory, five of which made it into the red zone, four of which were within the 10-yard line, and they came down with nine points. It was a horrible, horrible offensive display. Yeah, that is one of the greatest statistical di- like distributions I've ever heard. That's oh, unbelievable. No, oh my know. god, they are. I mean, you got to sit him. You have to sit him. This, Excuse I me, mean, because if you don't, you're just gonna get this every fucking week. And I mean, he's playing. I mean, you maybe you and then you can speak on this too because you watched it live. But to me, he's just playing not to get hurt because he already knows he's gonna be somewhere else next year. And, and, and he's trying know, to, I mean, Brady's, Brady's left this, you know, it's like, okay, you can play into your forties kind of shit, 
But like you even said, you're like Rodgers doesn't even look like he gives a fight. When you really sent that that yeah. play, yeah, the pass, the last pass he threw. Yeah, the last pass of the game. How he dare is... he? How, how dare he bitch out the receiver after that? He, no, like, I I don't know if he did on that or it's just no, it's every he did play, every play. So and and he did it early or he did it early in the season where he gave uh. He essentially said, you know, well, if my receivers were any good, that we wouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was essentially a, you know, it's it's just, the funny thing is, is that he had two picks in the end zone, both of which I would argue were his fault, right? The first one he threw directly into the back of his own offensive lineman's helmet and it bounced in the air, got picked off. The other one, you know, and and credit to the Lions D, they made them essentially go for it on fourth down uh, by stuff by sticking and and stuffing the run, and that's where they, you know, essentially tried to do an offensive, you know, uh, pass play, offensive tackle uh, pass play, and you know Hutchinson made a uh, a great play on it, but in general he just he looked bad. And and in all honesty, Alan Lazard, who I don't give a ton of credit to, made some really good plays on some really shitty throws by Rodgers. Just throws that he just threw up and said, go get it. And I just, the guy's done, man. I just don't see how he recovers from this season. And if I'm the, if I'm the Packers, we just move on. It's time to go. Yeah. Time to go. There's, the, there's that lineman Batiari on their team. Yep who I think is the most important piece to that team. When that guy doesn't play, they lose. He apparently was on and off the field all day because he's trying to play. He's clearly not 100%. And I think that's just like such an important piece to the Packers, and he hasn't played much this year. So I think that's one thing. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have any time and blah, blah, blah. But you're right. He does seem done. Him, Brady, Stafford... What's going on here? I mean, like, like, it was what Jack was agreeing with Chad. I guess he was just like, listen, enough the with new, the old the guys. Guard, yeah. Right? I mean, holy shit. Russell because it's Wilson, bad. all these guys that are over 30 or 32 yeah. are just it's fucking It's bad terrible. football. It's bad to watch. It's boring. It's bad. I mean, Andy Dalton. I don't know. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. This game's pathetic. Thank God I had $15 on the Ravens tonight. So, quick story before Cha-ching. we get into uh, the midseason awards. So, we went to the game yesterday. We took – my brother and I took our kids, our sons. So, my nephew was there, my son. Tailgated, did up the whole thing. And I texted you a picture of it. So, we're walking through the stadium. We got there a little bit early. You know, wanted to see the kickoff, hit up the store, do those – you know, everything to spend money with the kids, right? And we're walking around and a PR lady comes up to us. She's like, hey – you guys, you guys want to go down on the field? We're like, what? We're like, she's like, yeah, for the kickoff, you guys can go down and do like the intro. So we were like four of 50 people that got to stand at the tunnel, essentially with like all the smoke and the, the fireworks and all that and see the guys, see the teams come out and get introduced, you know, the offense getting introduced, the rest of the team got to stand on the field for the, uh, national anthem, dude. It was fucking sweet. Very cool. Very cool experience. And, you know, we were talking to my son saying like, he's like, dad, I want to go to every game. I'm like, 
you understand, dude, like this is not how it typically goes. <laughs> it's like your mom and I have been coming to games for 10 years now and never once. Now, usually it's because we're shit faced and come in the game, you know, at hat or at kickoff. Uh, but not how it typically goes. Uh, but it was a great time, man. I mean, the Lions played their asses off and, you know, say what you will about the Packers and all that, you know, it was good. I'm not going to talk about the Lions too much today. Cause it's, you know, a lot of the same tunes, like Campbell still made some weird decisions that somewhat went his way, but could have gone the other way. It's good for them to win. You know, they still playing their ass off. They need some win. They need to, you know, feel like they're going towards something. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was a good time, man. Good time. Awesome. All right, let's get it's into always, this. It's gotta, and, uh, hey, listen, uh, just one last comment on that. It's always gotta feel good as a Detroit a Detroit Lions fan to beat the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I mean, yeah. give me a break. Two just in a row. like the I mean, Two just in you. A row. Yeah, just <laughs> like Goudreau riding high, beating the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you get that in division win. So you're two and six. Don't matter. You just beat Aaron Rodgers and the fucking Green Bay Packers. I mean, it's yeah. It's I fantastic. leaned over. I leaned over my son uh, as Green Bay's driving. Right, they got the ball to essentially win the game at the end, and I, said, I just said. So I said, this is when you expect to, as a Lions fan, you expect to lose, and if they win, it makes it that much better. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's and awesome. it, yeah. You gotta teach them. Won. They won, man. They won. <laughs> the misery of being a Lions fan. All right, TM, let's oh, hitting, get into this. We're hitting uh, baseballs, hitting baseballs with my son in the backyard on Saturday, and he's talking about the Mets and Pete Alonzo, and he's like, we're going to watch the Mets tonight? And I'm like, no, the Mets are not playing anymore. I'll explain this all to you another time. But the future's bright. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, let's get into right, this uh, season awards, and we'll talk about the rest of the games, and we'll get out of here. Here we go. Mid-season awards for NFL 2018. You didn't edit that part. The greatest is Peter. What happened? What happened? <laughs> Son of a bitch! Hold on. Oh damn we'll it! We'll do it live. We'll do it. We'll live. do it live. I did edit it. I did. I swear to God, I did. For NFL 2022, 22. is oh. Mahomes the greatest? Is Aaron Rodgers the worst that we've seen? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm not even paying attention. Here we go. <laughs> Mid-season awards for NFL 2022. Is Mahomes the greatest? Is Peterman the worst that we've seen? Yes. We've picked all our winners, and you can call in and give us yours too. So now it's time for the Ben Sportscast to bring the midseason awards to you. It's the 2018 Binge Sportscast NFL Midseason <laughs> Awards Show, brought to you by BingeMedia.net. And now, here's your hosts. PJ and TM. Yay! That's right. We're going five years strong now. Oh, my God. Yes. 2018. 2018. I couldn't even believe it when I heard it. I promise next year I'll edit it when I have two kids in no time. Yeah, right. That's what, yeah. Yeah. You guys didn't know. I was sitting here trying to edit it, and then, of course, I played the wrong one. 
Yeah, that's see the thing. Listen, everybody. If my wife would have put my son to bed tonight, I would have had the 30 minutes I needed to edit. But my theory, and always will be this season and beyond, if I put him to bed tonight before the show, I can get drunk, give you all the embarrassing comments I make that you tune in to hear, and then I don't have to put him to bed completely miserable and hungover tomorrow. So that's where my head's at. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That is uh, Logic by TM. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right a lot well, of truth to all of it let's, all right, let's uh, go i'm ready i'm just gonna go in the order let's just get right into it yeah let's do it all right here we go best team under 500 you're killing me smalls <laughs> oh, all right tm you're gonna start all right so here's a team that you know, spent a lot of money, big trade on a quarterback who likes Asian massages, so he has yet to play, but he is back in the facility. <laughs> so this team sits under 500 right now at three and five, coming down to Miami to play my team this weekend. And they've gotten a lot of flack. Um, but I've I've always personally kind of liked this team this year. I'm a chub owner. He's carrying my fantasy team, didn't play this week, and I lost by 10, and I'm miserable about it. But, you know, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, this team is there, and they blew a game they had in hand with the Jets because they, you know, didn't, they went out of bounds to stop the clock. And really, the reason they get this award for me is because of what they did last Monday night, where they just came out at home in a game they needed to win. And they are the team that I actually do expect them to be. And they blow out the Cincinnati Bengals. So I, I just think that the Browns, you know, three and five should be at least four and four with that jet loss. And I, I'm not going to go back and look now, but there, there was another game I thought they could have won. I mean, this team is just, they're, they're defensively pretty strong. Um, and Brissett is managing the game, not obviously going to take, the, you know, do anything special to win, but their running game is so strong. I think Chubb is probably the best. I mean, can I say he's the best running back in the league this year? Am I missing something? I mean, he's no, probably I mean, the best fantasy. Him and Henry are like putting up the most fantasy points, I do believe. I'm yeah, getting yelled at by somebody Eckler, right now. But yeah, Eckler, because of all now, his Eckler catches, this but, week, because yeah. he finally got the matchup. Yeah, but no, I got Eckler in the league. He sucks. Um, <laughs> But so yeah, that's my my pick is my pick is the Browns. I, I think that you know they're they're a bad two minutes away from at least being four and four. And if they can just kind of hang around until Watson comes back, I think they have a chance to maybe sneak a wild card. All right, I like it. So I'll I take like the Browns. It. All right, so uh, and I'm this is it's not going to be a cop out, but it's a little bit of a cop out. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Washington Commanders. Because this team is four and five. They don't have a quarterback to speak of. And outside of the Lions loss, which, you know, is a horrible, horrible thing. Their losses are to the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Vikings. All very good teams. All more than likely playoff teams. Who knows about the Cowboys, but or the oh, Titans. It's four. Four defensive, four division leaders, and Dallas, who's six and two. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for a team that is, was, had, what, 
fucking Carson Wentz and Tyler Heineke or whatever the fuck. I mean, this team plays hard. You know, they had the lead against the Vikings until the last, you know, four minutes. I mean, they were tied with three minutes to go, two minutes to go. I think this team is, I'm not going to say that they deserve to be better, but I think if you match them up, when you really look at this, I'm, I'm just looking at everybody under that. I mean, the Broncos, the Packers, the Cardinals, the Jags, the Bears, the Raiders, the Steel. I mean, none of these teams are good. The Commanders, at least, have a little bit of something to show for. So I'm going to take the Commanders. I think they're, you know, they're riding high. And with a quarterback, I think they'd be much better. Much, much better. So give me the Commanders. I like it. All right, here we go. And, and, and I agree with you. And it strengthens. Sorry, it strength. It just further strengthens the NFC East as like just crushing it right now. Yeah, it's the yeah. worst team in the East at four and five. It's that's right. A, it's a really good thing. And they're zero and two in their own division. You know, it's all right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Worst team <clears throat> over five hundred. You're going nowhere. And if we don't have San the same pick Diego here, uh, I, mean, <laughs> I was just saying, but there's one pick and one pick only here. Yeah. Uh, do you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. I just, okay, I, that's yeah, what I was yeah. saying. I was like, if we don't have the same pick more. here, I there was one we could, there was another option, but yeah, no, it's, it's the chargers. It's I was going to, oh, my other, I was going to say maybe the giants, but no, they've at six and two. You can't, you can't give it to them because they are four games over. I mean, they're doing something right, and their coaching staff is good. So, and this is goes back to the schedule game, and you know our, I mean your super dislike for Herbert, my kind of indifference on him, my dislike for the love that he gets, and even though he hasn't done shit, but again, though, so this is the opposite of the Commanders. They're five and three, the Chargers, and they've beat the Raiders, the Texans. The Browns, the Broncos, and the Falcons. Now, maybe the Falcons was their best win at this point, and that's not even that great. They didn't even have any business winning that. They were losing that game for most of the right. day, too. It's just, ugh. Yeah, I mean, that was the, that, that, that game may come up in another category today. But, yeah, the Chargers, and that's what I, you know, uh, is it Brandon Staley, their coach? I mean, he's shown mm. up on a lot of lists, right? And even though they're 5-3, they're and three, but he's shown up on a list of, like, maybe he's on the hot seat. Like, they need yeah. to be doing better things than what they're doing at this point. So, you put, hey, you put Justin Herbert on the Commanders, that San Diego team, San Diego, that Chargers team may be three and five instead of five and three. So, Ugh. all right, here we go. Most disappointing player. You know what's driving me crazy? You not getting the ball in the hole. <laughs> I love, I always love these things. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um,. I think from our conversation that led into the awards, I mean, I I had a I was going to choose on the spot between Brady and Rogers, and I think it's got to be Rogers. I mean, I just, you know, just just to keep it pretty mainstream here and not try to dig into statistics and stuff, it's just been such a dis- the Packers are just a disgusting watch on every level right now, and and. I think they're the most disappointing team. I think they're the most I think he's the most disappointing of all the older quarterbacks. 
that we are hoping get the fuck out of the way. And and so for me, he's got to be number one because I don't know. They weren't. Yeah, Devontae Adams isn't there, but I thought that would make them maybe like ten and seven and a wild card. Right, I didn't well, yeah. expect them to completely just fall out of the postseason, which is what they're doing. So to piggyback off the one one of the names that I had written down here was Aaron Jones. Right, same you know mm. same team. Like, and and is it the team? And and I'm glad we talked all about the Packers for the last 20 minutes. But that's I mean, it's both of these guys. I mean, you were talking you're talking about the reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers. And back to back. Yeah. And Aaron Jones, yeah, what, they it. were 13 and three last or 13, whatever they were number one seed. And clearly we know what happens when they get into the playoffs, but you're absolutely right. I mean, you still had a team that I think was favored in the division or at least, you know, they, yeah, they were the pretty favorite even, for right, sure. with the Vikings. And we're looking at them quite possibly depending on how things, you know, work out here and, you know, maybe the Lions get a little boost from their win and the Packers would just fall apart. I mean, quite possibly looking at the bottom of the barrel for the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah. I had a, a couple other names, you know. Um, what did, like? I had he, Michael Thomas just because yeah, he, just he's, I mean, he's played one week, right? But that's, yeah, I was like, ah, no, that doesn't. He's got to at least play and suck. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, is he, are we just done? Like, the fact that Tony Pollard isn't the starting running back in in Dallas is... It's costing me wins in fantasy, I'll tell you that. I mean, he's not even getting 50-50. Like, it's a, it was a blessing when Zeke was out last week. Yeah, I mean, other Pollard than that... just tore it up. Yeah, I mean, other than that, to me, it's, it's uh, you know, maybe the, maybe the Rams and that Matt Stafford, you know, just... I mean, Super Bowl champs, you know, coming back, same thing. Like, where you been? I don't know. I don't know, man. Who's who's playing worse, Rodgers or Brady? Uh, not Rodgers or Brady, um, Stafford or Brady. Like, I thought we were looking at the same team with different uniforms on yesterday. It was just. Yeah, I mean, both are like 150. I, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. That was just such a bad game. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Biggest surprise player. Incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. <laughs> um, as, I, listen, as much as I the, this team disgusts me, I threw this to Geno Smith because, I mean, it makes me happy that he's excelling where Russ left because, you know, we all know how much I don't like Mr. Russell, but it's, it's, this is just surprising. I mean, see, I mean, what other, the giants are surprising. Yes, but they're doing it. I think because of game plan and execution based on play calling and just a a new coaching regime. That's, you know, changing the culture in an organization. Whereas Seattle, it was like, oh, no, no Russell Wilson. You know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have zero fantasy value. And, you know, they're going to be at the bottom of the NFC West. And what are they doing? I mean, they're putting up 30 points a game. And Geno Smith is managing an offense and doing more than just managing an offense. He is a fantasy quarterback. He's putting up the statistics. He's not losing games. And it is legitimately 100% surprising to see. So I think that that's why I plugged him here. 
Yeah, no, I like that. Because I, I asked you, right? I was like, is he comeback player? But he wasn't coming back from anything. He just finally getting an opportunity at 30, 31, whatever he is. So, yeah, very surprising, Gino. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different sense. So mine is going to go to somebody who I I don't – I think a lot of people thought he was going to be good. But to me – to me, my biggest surprise is Jalen Hurts. Not because I didn't think that he was, you know, and maybe it was. I I never liked Jalen Hurts. I didn't like Jalen Hurts when he was at Alabama. I didn't like him when he was at Oklahoma. I never th- I thought he was the second coming of, you know, a more mobile Jamarcus Russell. I literally Oof. never saw this guy doing anything, but the Eagles came out and said, you know what? We're going to run an offense that suits our quarterback. And even Jalen Hurts, I mean, he never, to me, never showed what he's showing this year. Is just He's just become a refined and disciplined and just a really good NFL quarterback. So to me, he's the biggest surprise because I just never saw it. Now, Jay, yes, Jack Valley, I mean – He'd be on here just talking about MVP and all this, and maybe, maybe. But to me, he's the biggest surprise. So Nice. I I felt bad for him at Alabama and kind of liked him at Oklahoma. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect this in the NFL either. But he he does have the skill set of what is working in this league. So Yeah, and he's got a good team around him. You know, good management, good players, good draft capital, all that. Jalen Hurts. All right, here we go. Comeback player of the year. This guy here is dead. Cross him off. Cross him off then. <laughs> I, go ahead. I mean, you know my answer here. No, you go. I want you to go because I have somebody else. Oh, okay. I mean, I got to give it. I got to throw it to my boy, Tua. I just, okay. All right. I mean... I think it's, you know, come back from an injury, come back from just hatred and non-belief all around the league. Tire, you know, his whole career was a question going into this season. And, you know, I, I spoke a lot on how I was just sick and tired of everyone and their mother having an opinion about my team's quarterback when he barely played, you know, 20 games in the league. So the fact that it's now after nine weeks of the 2022 NFL season, and you've got people like Eric B. saying that he's top two for MVP in his mind, and just the statistics and the way that Tua is playing in this offense, to me, it's a no-brainer comeback player of the year because, I mean, it, it's coming back from injury. How about just coming back from a concussion? I yeah, mean, You know what? 100%. I was thinking of that the other day. I'm like, Tua's just... Like, no, like people were talking about, remember that when that happened, people were saying his career is over. He'll never yeah. play football again. And, you know, and then sure enough, like three days later, two was like, yeah, I'm just going to play football. So I don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I okay. mean, like just this is, this is, people. I mean, yeah. Give me another example of somebody silencing their critics that is on this level. I mean, the guy has just shut everybody. Like it, it was just nonstop discussion from people that had no business even giving an opinion on if he was going to be good or not and you know i'm just like please wait and see can we just please play this out 
and now it's week nine, and and like that conversation is just put to bed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I and he that. hasn't had he hasn't has he doesn't have a game. I shouldn't. You know what? I'm gonna just eat what I was about to say there because we need to beat the Browns this weekend before we go on by. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop and say two is my comeback player of the best, year. Best team it. under 500 plus comeback player of the year equals disaster. That's right. I'm done. <laughs> done talking. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to somebody who we. I think both of us, you know, didn't. I didn't have much faith. I don't, actually don't know what you where you were thinking, but. Mine's going to go to Saquon, right? I think Saquon. Yeah, that was my other. That was yeah, my other, you know, he had the same, um, going into it, the same thought. Like, you know, he's done. And, you know, he had the difference with him and two is just he has had more of an opportunity. But he's injury prone. He'll never be back to what he was. And, you know, right now he's leading, or not leading, he's uh, third third in the in rushing yards in the uh in the NFL and, you know, leading a team to a six and two record and, you know, uh, a great chance at making the playoffs and really silencing his, uh, his critics. I mean, they were showing, I think, uh, some of his highlights when Michigan was playing Penn state and you forget how good he was, how good he can be. And if he can stay healthy, you know, Stafford got hurt his first two years in uh, Detroit, and they said he's a you know he's a China doll and all this. And if Saquon can stay healthy, you know he's got another three four years under his belt that he can really prove that he's what they thought he was going to be. Now, will he ever live up to that second overall pick? I think is that what he was. I don't know, but it's good to see him back. Good to see him playing and you know being part of uh, something special in New York. So. Good on Saquon. Uh, ju- yeah, just to quickly pile on that real quick. Um, imagine if there was any other offensive threat on the field for the Giants. Oh, yeah. Because teams get to key on him right now, and he's still doing it. You know, if they had one receiver that drew a double team, yeah, but we, it would, he, would be doing, he would be doing a lot more statistically, and, and he'd be, be, I mean, you know, he would be in the elite category for sure. So, yeah, he was my number two on this one, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Rookie of the year. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I kiss excellence. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, can you can you do me a favor and go first on this one? Only because I feel like I might be missing the obvious here. No, I don't so. think there is an obvious because I've got like, well. I've got three, and wh- I know one of them is a little bit, you know, but I, I and I'll, so I'm going to go with somebody who's near and dear to my heart because I want to fucking punch oh. him in the face every time I see him. Um, but I'm going to kind of, and this is, this is a late push by this guy, but how about Kenneth Walker the third out in Seattle? Oh, hell yeah. Right? Good one. Yeah. I mean, the last four games, he's, as soon as he essentially assumed, well, I mean, really, it's when uh, when Penny went out, right? Kenneth Walker, yep. for those of you who don't know, MSU grad or ugh, grad, I say, played at Michigan State his last year, transfer to Michigan State, and single handedly beat Michigan last year in a in an upset win. And I watched this guy. I mean, he should have been. It was, I mean, is the Doak Walker? Is that Doak Walker? No. Yes. No. The running back? Yeah. 
um, winner, best running back in the country, comes out, doesn't have a lot of praise coming out of, uh, you know, in the draft, gets drafted by Seattle, is hurt going into the season, doesn't do a lot, but he's right now, I think, 15th in the league in running yards or for rushing yards. That said, he's really only played the last, like, five games. So he's a beast of a running back, and, you know, I don't have as much hatred towards him as other MSU uh, players because, you know, he was only there for a year. But um, I really like what he's doing. I really like that team in general. So give me Kenneth Walker. I'm going to take him for now. Let's see what he does and how it turns out. I think he'll, he he may come out, uh, you know, in the end, in, in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hmm. Nice. All right. I mean, I was gonna. I, mean, I don't <laughs> I want to. I, I don't want to do this, but I know too much about him and the, like, the effect of him being on the field for the fucking New York Jets, and that's Sauce Gardner. Yes, I mean, sir. yeah, he's getting the respect. You know, they're just not throwing to his side. And as a rookie, to be getting that type of respect as a corner is just, I mean, it's its its respect is exactly what it is, and it needs to be recognized. So, I mean, yeah. as an impact player from a rookie standpoint, I couldn't find another one. I mean, Chris Olave is a nice story yep. down in New Orleans, but there's also no Michael Thomas there. I mean, if Michael Thomas was there, he wouldn't probably be doing as much as he's doing. So, I mean, I got to give it to Sauce. Yeah. The thing is with Sauce Gardner is that he also has a huge, huge, like, uh, you know, draft pick hanging over his head, right? He was a top five draft pick. And anytime right. that you are taken as a cornerback that high, you have to be something absolutely special. And he's showing already. I mean, we're only nine games into the season of his rookie campaign, and he's already becoming one of the best corners in football or more feared yeah. or talked about or however you want and the thing is too and what i love about it is he's not he's not sitting there getting all the praise because he has the most interceptions right um or because well that's the whole point they don't right, throw there right but remember and i always did um Diggs, brother, what's his name? Fucking in uh, Trayvon. Travion. Travion, yeah. Dallas. What did I say? Denver? Yeah, Dallas. That's you it. said Chicago. Wow, you're going all over the wow. West. Wow. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? I need some in of that. In my, my brain, life. I knew, like, picturing him in a Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, last year, Evers, oh, Diggs is the best corner. You had seven or seven, whatever. It's like, and then you read about him, and the guys are like, no, he kind of sucks. He just kind of, like, ran into some – and he's fine. But the fact that Gardner's getting this praise that he is, mainly because he's just becoming a lockdown corner that nobody throws to, is huge praise. And for a rookie, it's amazing. So, I love that yeah. pick. I love uh, – Nice. You know, and, and, and you know it better than I do. I mean, do. I don't love it. I don't love it. <laughs> But I, I, I recognize you and accept it. it. You respect That's it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. There we go. Most valuable player. Uh, 
I mean, you okay. Yeah, I just don't know. I. What do you think? There's one obvious clear cut here. No, I don't think so. But I also. Well, it's not Josh Allen after this past Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry I, to say. Well, that's that's exactly. I mean, there are what two, three names. I mean, right now, I mean. After watching the Chiefs last night, I mean, I got. I mean, go no, see, that's homes, the thing, right? It's, yeah, it's okay. very, it's very uh, uh, present and, and in my face and and recent. But there isn't. I don't know that there's. I mean, we'll see. We'll see with Buffalo. You know, not only is there not a guy who's probably as important to their team, maybe except Josh Allen, as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, How about Tua? Zero and three without him. Six and zero with him. Maybe, I mean, are there, maybe. There are, I'm, I'm not. That's also not. I mean, Mahomes, I guess, is my pick, but Tua is in the discussion. But I do I have agree. one yeah. kind of outside the box. And I was going to say Micah Parsons, just be, if you want to go from the defensive side of the ball, just because. I mean, Dallas's D is that good right now, yeah. and he is the the leader of the defense. He's the catalyst. He's got the eight sacks, but that guy is just, I mean, to watch a, a football, a Dallas football game, you can't not notice him. I mean, he's frigging everywhere. I think if Dak can start playing like he was playing before he got hurt, I don't know if it was last year or the year before when he was just like putting 40 pan, fantasy points up a game or whatever. I mean, Dallas has got as, as good of a shot as anyone to win the NFC and and you know compete for a Super Bowl. I mean, that I think that team's going to get better every week. He's just back, Dak Prescott. But I think Micah Parsons has kept that team winning when Dak was out. Yeah. So we were watching. I think that is that is an MVP on the defensive side. And then I also throw. I have to just throw a quick uh, honorable mention, maybe to Von Miller, just because I thought the guy was old. When Buffalo got him, and I mean, I just, I, I mean, when the, the, the man is on the field, he just, he wreaks havoc. He makes things happen. Um, but I think Micah is on another level. Yeah. Or and, just doing and, more. Just doing more. Not another level. I can't say that. Von Miller has been fantastic this year. But and I'd love to defensive give, side of the ball. Yeah, I'd love to give Von Miller comeback player of the year, even though it's not really comeback. He's just never fell Well, off, that's the thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, exactly. He's just, he was on Denver. He won his Super Bowl. and Yeah. Then he. Uh, go, look what he's dealing with out there. So he's probably like, fuck it. Now I'm in a good team. I'll play again. Uh, all right. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes, dude, you're 100% right. After, after last night, I mean, that game, I mean, forget. Now, I did not have any money on last night's game. <laughs> That's not true. I had like 10 bucks on Kelsey to score, and he, he sucks. But Tennessee doing what they do to to Kansas City a lot. So anyone who took fucking Kansas City minus, you know, anything over three points last night is stupid. But Mahomes, I mean, they were just not getting it done, and he just took the game over and just started running. And, I mean, there's no real – there's not much more of a definition of an MVP than that. I mean, Jesus, he was unbelievable at the end of that game. And uh, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the obvious. And I, and I think Tua can have a case if he keeps it up. Yeah, and the only other name that I had written or thought, I mean, is Jalen Hurts. Say what you will. Yeah, and say for sure, yeah. You know, there ain't no. That's all you can say, right? And he's he is doing everything that he's asked to do. My thing with Philly, you know, is just that 
the only time I've really gotten a sit there, because when the night they beat Dallas Sunday night, I didn't get to watch that game. So my only real opportunity to watch them so far this year was this past Thursday, and that game just made me sick because not only losing money, but they were just they were they weren't it wasn't their best game. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of reserve judgment on Hurts and the Eagles right now. Definitely know they're good, but you know, I just I need to see a little more of them yeah, and before the, I can the start is, like talking about them. Their wins aren't remarkable by any means, but they're also not like squeaking by winning. Correct. Yeah, they were blowing everybody out yeah, for the most playing part. Playing some bad point, teams yeah. and you know not doing the uh, you know Minnesota Vikings and squeaking every single win out like it's their fucking last breath. <laughs> right. Vikings are. <laughs> God, I can't wait till Sunday. Biggest douchebag. Hey, douche pool. I hope you're watching. Mine. Oh, we're doing high knees on the plane flight to England. Let's give me a break. Get the fuck out of here, Wilson. Next category. This guy is a douche. I mean, runner pass. Runner pass. Runner pass. Tell him runner pass. (laughs) Runner pass. Come on, guys. Speak up. Runner pass. Guys. Guys. (laughs) Nobody's listening to me. Runner pass. Uh, And and the best part is, it's like. It's the best part of this is social media. Like I hate social media, but I love it for Russ because we wouldn't see these things without it. And I'm just so happy that he is the biggest douche I've ever met in my life. And I've not met him, but he's a douche. And even Chad C knows it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's very clear at this point. Oh my God. Um, so did I you even two. have anybody? I didn't. You know, I just read that category, typed Russell Wilson, and kept going. I mean, did you even have anybody else? I mean, if Jack was on, it would be Kelsey. We understand, but that's yeah. just again, he would have typed that in and moved on. No, I mean, in all honesty, the the Rogers? real answer is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I mean, the I fact that okay, he's just yeah. a dick and like, like I said earlier, like nothing's his fault, and he's just throwing all his teammates under the bus is just. It's a clear definition of douchebag. Now, the other definition of douchebag is wearing your sh- or taking your shirt off on the team plane <laughs> and then putting, you know, chains all over your neck as a, the whitest man <laughs> in the history of football and thinking that you're cool. That's the He's other trying to be Fitzpatrick. Thing. He's trying to be that's Fitzpatrick. Right, that's right. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. That's Dumbest coach. Just when I think. You couldn't possibly be any dumber. Now, this one is always, always super tough. This year for me, TM, not so tough. This well, goes- right, because they they gave us the answer today, the hiring Jeff Saturday. I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's going to go to my own coach. Dan Campbell oh. is so dumb that – even when they win, he still gets called out for being a moron. So, Dan Campbell, like, just, I don't know. Go be a motivational speaker and just yeah. let <laughs> a coach who knows what they're doing. Like, even in the Lions game this week, and I didn't even talk about it, but there were some moves that baffled, like, he got away with. But still, right. still, sports talk radio are like, you guys know what Dan Campbell did today, right? Like, everybody's high on the win. That's great. 
They're winning despite Dan Campbell. Right. So, anyway, that's. I mean, I had him in Miami. I understand. He's, you know, he. Lovable guy. He's like, yeah, he's a good, you know, like special teams coach or. Yeah, tight ends coach. You know, he fucking, was, right? Yeah, he right, was, exactly. Though. Yeah. Be the fiery guy that all the players like, but you know, don't be running the whole fucking team. I mean, that's just not, yeah. not he's a good be, thing. He's gonna be in Detroit for a long time. Oh, I completely disagree. He'll be gone probably no. after this year. No, unless he went and no finds way. a way. Uh, I don't know, man. He doesn't stick around that long. He's not that kind of coach. I don't know, man. He, he likes I mean, I picked Nathaniel Hackett just because Oh well I mean yeah. The, the remember we were watching the first the first uh, Denver game of the season and that whole disaster oh, of field goal timeout and, yeah. no timeout and then the sixty foot yeah I mean that's oh. I, I I struggled here at the end to find the worst play of the season and then I keep thinking back to that and I was like well that guy's an idiot and he just keeps taking heat for it too I mean weekly he's called one of the worst coaches ever not even in the league I mean he got Staley out and. In uh, L.A. slash San Diego, who is a bad coach, but this guy Hackett, I mean, he didn't he like hand the? Oh yeah, he has a guy now that runs the the clock. Yeah, does the, the clock the, for him? Which I yeah, you know, he's what? just That's a the dumb. He is the move, dumbest, smartest coach of the season is having that probably guy on the sidelines. yeah, right. But it, it makes yeah, him. I, dumb. I forgot. I forgot about Hackett because yeah. he's still there. He's still there. Surprisingly, he's still there. Yeah, I mean, listen, I. I any chance to shit on anything, Russell Wilson. So. <laughs> Worst play of the season. Zero point zero. <laughs> yes, I fucking love these things. Uh, oh man, I, I mean, too. I got one. I, I mean, yeah, two? Oh, I can't wait to hear it. This was another one I was kind of like. I, I, they're just because they're top of mind. One that happened yesterday, and then the other happened well, last week. So I mean, the first interception Josh Allen threw yesterday was one of the worst plays I've seen all season. But I didn't want to, because I just saw it yesterday, I wanted to put a little more thought into this. So for me, this goes to, I think it was Kareem Hunt and the Cleveland Browns. With the Jets with no timeouts, oh, yeah. went out of bounds. Yep. And enabled the Jets to get the ball back down 13. Joe Flacco somehow miraculously coming back to win 31 30. And because of that, we're now sitting here with the Jets 6 and 3. Like, if the Jets would have just lost that fucking game like they were supposed to, this could, we wouldn't even be taking these calls from Goudreau. Yeah. Like, I think, it, I think that, that, Last two minutes of that game completely breathed life into a team that probably could have just been flaking out and firing Robert Sala. But instead, now it gave them life and belief when they didn't, when I, well, when I didn't want them to have it at that time. And now here we are. So to me, that is the worst fucking play of the season. Stay the fucking bounds. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. And I'm, I'm glad you went that far back. So I'm going to go back to what we talked about last week with uh, DJ Moore taking his helmet off after uh, catching great a 65-yard, uh, you know, Hail Mary. To, Hail Mary. To tie the game. And all you have to do is kick an extra point, and you take your helmet off, and your extra point turns into then a 50-yard field goal instead of a 33-yard field goal or 30, mm. you know, 48 
and they miss the extra point, they lose in overtime. I mean, TM, that is the definition of what we hate in the NFL. Like, stop fucking celebrating. Like, this weekend, the amount of times I saw the individual celebrations for a routine play was unbelievable. Guys on the Lions trotting down the field 25 yards to celebrate a tackle that they made. Yeah, how about Kenyon Drake tonight? Every time he ran the ball, he got up and did this like weird, goofy thing with his oh, friggin' God. hands. It's like, bro, you're a third string. Right, you're only there you because sucked in Miami. Hurt, Get right? out of here. Yeah. Oh, and if I would have started him tonight, I would have won. It was, it's, anyway, yeah, so no, that's, that's a good one. That well, how about this, just... though? How about this? How about the dumbest play is the Falcons letting DJ Moore get behind him? <laughs> Not the Falcons, whoever. Yeah, it, it was, was the Falcons. Yeah, it, it was, was last week. Yeah. Yep. But see, that's the gift that keeps on giving, my friend, because now we get to watch those two teams on oh, Thursday night. Thank we, goodness. Dude, thank I am not watching. I am not. I am making it a point to not watch. I have no fantasy implications. I'm not turning that game on. Fuck you, Amazon. Now, what about this play, though? Now, the play, the other one that I had is is just a play yesterday where the Chargers fumble the football to the Falcons, and the Falcons get the ball. I don't know if you saw this. They It's tie game. Chargers fumble the ball on, like, the Atlanta, like, 30-yard line. The Falcons pick it up. And their defensive lineman is running the ball back like the other way, and he's about the 50-yard line, and he fumbles the football. <laughs> Nobody touches him. He just drops the ball. The Chargers get the ball back. They jump on it, and then they drive down the field and get another 20 yards and kick the game-winning field goal. Are you fucking – okay, I've seen it, like, on mute. That's what happened. Wait a minute. Are you, and that's why I lost that pick or yeah. I, I pushed on that pick? Yeah. Oh, my God. See, well, but I knew it. That Chargers had no business winning that game. <laughs> Come on. And that is why, my friends, you do not gamble. As we're talking, I'm watching the bad beats on ESPN. This is, this, this is why you do not gamble. You do not gamble. This is a season of bad beats. Bad beats. That's it, TM. That's all we got. That's all we got. Rapid, for... rapid fire mid season awards. awards. I love it. Crushed it. Crushed it. We were so prepared too. Good job. Absolutely. Except for the sounder that I didn't edit. <laughs> and then I, I did fine. edit and I put the wrong one in the hopper. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our picks and let's get out of here. Too. I've oh, got mine. Gosh. Let's go, baby. Terrible week coming up here. They come and take my house and my car My wife don't understand I fucking suck at gambling right. Here we go Alright, so Give us the results PJ... once again Alright, so you went 1-2 and two last week Lost on the Packers Lost on the Rams Two picks that, I mean... Should have won. So yeah, I mean, in all honesty, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you really should have went three and out. It's just, <laughs> it just sums up what a joke this season actually is. And then you won tonight convincingly with the Ravens minus three. So you're eleven fifteen and one. 
Myself, I lost on the Bills. Blind confidence going to the game. Completely blew that. Falcons plus three was a push. And got the command. I got the hook with the commanders plus three and a half. So I went one, one, and one. I am 13, 13, and one, holding on desperately to 500. All right. At this point, yeah. that's all right. That's all right. It is. It's, but this year, God, if I would have just bet the same amount of money on all of my picks, I would only be down the vague, which would feel a lot better than what I'm actually down. Okay. Um, another tough slate of games here. Just weird matchups. Too many buy teams and a lot of crap to sift through, honestly. And I think I have a theory here. I just want to. I think that gambling is harder than it's been in the past because with the with more states than ever, having legal gambling and amateur bettors, Vegas is tricking us more times than not. Like, like Chiefs minus 12 and a half to open Sunday night. That's You're just tricking people to take the Chiefs off the bye. I mean... Nobody even knew if Tannehill was going to play or not. Half the people that bet in the game probably didn't even know there was a possibility he didn't play. The line jumps to 14 when he is out. People still blindly bet Kansas City. You do any research at all, you know Tennessee has handled them for years. Um, Same thing, I fell for it with the Bills, but that's just my annual heavy wager. I do that when I go to the game because I want to act like I give a shit when I would rather the stadium to blow up with my wife and I not in it. Um, so I just think it's different now. I'm, str- I'm trying to pay more attention to what does Vegas want you to do when they put these lines out rather than what, like, let's stop trying to analyze this as somebody who thinks they know about both teams going in. What is Vegas trying to trick you into doing? Because there's a lot of amateur betting going on and a lot more money involved. So where the Vegas used to be like, okay, I just need to get equal money on both sides here. I think more times than not, they don't have equal money because there's just too many people blindly betting certain situations based on, you know, perceived public knowledge because it's just it's just amateur status. I just I just think the game is a lot different. I think I've suffered from it this year and I'm trying to take a step back and just, you know, take a different approach, maybe bet a little less and and try to figure out how to win a little bit back here because it's just really not been a very good year. Especially when it comes to the NFL. College, I've been doing okay, but forget it with the NFL. All right. So that being said, in my five seconds of trying to sound smart when I have no fucking idea what is going on with this season at all, I'm going to take the Bears. Sorry to say it, my friend, but I'm going to take the Bears minus two and a half at home against the Lions. Just on the eye test, I mean, Fields, I mean, he did 178 yards on the ground against my team at home this past weekend. Luckily, Miami got out of there with a 35-32 win. Crazy game. I mean, we didn't really talk a lot about that. Unfortunately, I didn't really get to see anything but highlights because I was at the, you know, the Jet game. But, you know, your team's fine on offense. I just... NFL record. Yeah, NFL record. I mean, shit. I mean, I I, I started him in one league. I knew knew that he was going to get his his shit. I mean, we're not stopping anybody on defense this year right now, so... Um, but you don't either. And oh, no, they really, the not. Bears just, yeah, the Bears just have some kind of mojo going. I mean, they, they blow out New England that we had to sit here and witness, and that was money out of my pocket on that one. And then they, they competed against Dallas. They couldn't stop them on defense, but they did put up 29 points in that game, and it's fields again running all over the place. 
And then he does it for NFL record against my team. So what I bitched about when I lost money on them not running design plays with him against the skins on a Thursday night, they're now doing 15 to 20 times a game. And it, it just pisses me off. But I'm going to get back on the train and take him here because I, especially your team off of a high of beating the Packers at home, I just think you go on the road here and, and Fields just keeps it rolling and, and they're going to win a game and you're giving me under three points. I mean, oh, yeah. just give me the Bears to win that game. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, all right, second game. Um, you know, it's time to fade the Packers as hard as we possibly can here. Give me Dallas off a of buy minus five at Green Bay. I mean, you're seeing all these promo commercials on television about the rivalry renewed with the Packers and the Cowboys. Get out of my fucking face. Okay, the Packers are a joke. Dallas is healthy off a bye. Done. Just give me give me Dallas minus 10. Like, I just, I don't. And if the Packers win this game, well, we're going to be talking about the fix and garbage with the NFL again next week. But I don't, I don't see it here. I just think Dallas rolls right into Green Bay and just fucking pisses all over a, a fucking carcass on the side of the road. I mean, let's be honest. And hopefully Jordan Love starts. But anyway. Yeah, all right. There you go. Third game. <laughs> I'm going to take my third favorite because really this is a super difficult week and I'm not comfortable taking certain underdogs like the Commanders, the Chargers, the Packers, the Colts. I mean, this is such a fucking awful week for gambling. But I'm, give me the Niners minus seven at home. Sunday night again another team off of a bye another team that just destroyed the Rams last week going into their bye just flaunting McCaffrey saying look at what we got you idiots you know I mean uh, and, and and seven points I mean I'm not thinking they're going to win this game by 20 points or anything, but I actually think they probably could. I mean, the char- again, you wrote, you ran down who the Chargers have beat this year, and it's absolutely nobody. You give me a week-plus rest for this Niners defense that sorely needs it, and they got McCaffrey, and they're at home on Sunday night, and I hate the Chargers. So give me the Niners, minus seven. I, I mean, that would be my probably least comfortable of the three, but... I think it's another friggin' Niner party on national television. So Bears minus two and a half, Cowboys minus five, Niners minus seven. Awesome. Awesome. I just lost my whole fucking page. Where'd it go? Son of a bitch. I was clicking on shit and... All right. Too soon. Too soon. All right. Um, all right. I think I'm going to... I'm going to keep riding the Mahomes train and... I'm going to take the Chiefs minus nine and a half. I, this Jaguars team, I, I don't know what's happening. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, I, I think the, I think it, we're we're starting to see a little bit what what we're going to get out of Trevor Lawrence, and I just, I just don't like what's happening over there. The fact that I mean they are like the Lions of the AFC. They just cannot get any better. And if it wasn't for Josh McDaniels and his ineptitude as a head coach they'd be tied with the lions or worse at this point give me the chiefs i'm gonna keep riding the chiefs high minus nine and a half i'll lay the points it's fine they're gonna roll they're at home give it to me all day chiefs minus nine and a half all right uh god i don't know man i really like that uh 
I really like that Dallas pick. But there's something fishy, right? Like, what what TM are the odds makers and what is Vegas seeing? Why isn't this a 10-point spread? I just don't get it. I don't know. I feel like something... I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to come out of a coma all of a sudden. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. They were and, supposed to do that this week, though. That's true. That is true. And they lost by six. <laughs> I mean... I think I think they're just trying to protect themselves from if you make this game Dallas minus nine and a half on the road in Green Bay, then it's all Packer money. So it gets moved down anyway. So they're probably thinking that the line should be seven. So they put it at five. They take all the Dallas money to up it to seven. And then the Packer money comes back in because they're just trying to land at 50 50. I mean, that's. That's the objective of a of a sports book. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we're going to see it go up for sure. I think there's no way that line isn't seven at kickoff. Because there's nothing to worry about with Dallas right now. They're off a bye and they're healthy. All right. Uh, okay. So I can't. I, I hate this. I hate this week. It's terrible. It's fucking it's terrible. terrible. All right, I'm going to go. My If, there, one of if my, there ever was a week to take off. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> I was I used to be successful just by looking at these and being like, all right, yeah, maybe that changes. So I'm going to go with against this team that we watched tonight, this New Orleans Saints team. I don't know how yeah. they win games or they've won games and blown teams out. They look fucking horrible. Their move going into Pittsburgh – Steelers are coming off a bye. I don't love the Steelers, but I really don't like New Orleans, and I don't like Andy Dalton. So I'm just going to take the points as the Steelers. Hopefully Tomlin can get his guys to play a little bit better, do a little something. I just don't see where New Orleans scores points and does anything. Kenny Pickett is what it is. But give me the Steelers. Give me the points. And hopefully them being at home can just turn their season around a little bit and – who knows? I'm literally just throwing What is the line on DraftKings? What is it? Two and a half. Right? Is it two and a half? I know. I mean, how are how do you give the Saints... How are they a favorite on the road anywhere? I... Fuck, I yeah. I no love idea. that pick. That's... Yeah, I love that pick. Um, fucking A, man. All right. You know what's going to happen, dude? Because we do this on a Monday. They're going to start Hill or Jameis, and you're right. going to lose. Exactly. <laughs> of course. Of course. That's what happens. That's okay. There's no real money on this. Ooh, you know... <laughs> TM, so I'm watching, so one of the big storylines in that Dallas-Green Bay game is McCarthy. He's going back to Lambeau for the first time since he was fired in 2018. He's going to look to win by 30. That's yeah, that's probably makes that bet even better. Take it with me. All right, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to take it. Because <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at, like, the Colts and the Raiders, and I'm like, oh, Jeff Saturday is going to get them fired up. And it's like, I only like the mm. points, but that team's fucking terrible. And the Raiders have something. They just can't get out of their own fucking way. So. Yeah, they can't close out a fucking game. God, oh my God. All right, yeah, but I'm going to take uh, What's it? One o- can I, all right, I'm going to say one other. All right, good. I'm glad you did that, because I think that I might actually put real money on that game. How about Tennessee? Minus three. Oh, going uh, at, home. at home against the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. That was I mean, the other one that I was looking at. Yeah, I. 
That, I mean, that game, I mean... Uh, the I problem watched... is it's 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 Malik Willis. That's the problem. Right. And But that, I mean, they got Derrick Henry and everybody else. And I watched them last night. I mean, they competed in that game last night till the end. Oh, yeah. They've got they've got Chiefs number. Oh. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's it. That's right. the picks. We did it. That's the we show. Holy shit. It's fucking midnight. That's a long Let's one. Let's fucking get out of here. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Let's go pee. I got to piss. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll uh, see you guys next week. Um, oh, that's all I got. Go Dolphins. Phew. All right. We'll see you guys. Phew. Peace. Phew. Phew. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget. I was going to say, um, <coughs> who did you just say? Who did you just say?